second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 78. We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location known to nobody but myself, Sean, and Ron. (laughs) Tonight we are joined once again by the deranged conspiracy doctor slash priest, Anonymous Sean. But before we get to all that, you know him as Ron. <laughs> you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the Gamma Gay. Some <clears throat> as the Brazilian Wax Master. <laughs> but his friends and family know him best as the one true heir, first of his name, the sole inheritor and grand leader of... Antifa. Ron, what's going on? Well, I'd like to have some of that Antifa money. They've been they've been squirreling off the top. Woo-hoo. Yeah, you'd be rich. <clears throat> was that Antifa or was that BLM? I think that was BLM, but I bet Antifa yeah. has the same fucking thing. I bet they have a good allowance. Old Soros gives them a bit off the top from his nest nest money. And well, did you like see there was a, B- a BLM guy that got caught siphoning off? Was it ten million? Yeah, he just got bagged for chair. Isn't that for charity? Well, for, isn't that supposed to be for the cause, Ron? Yeah, but I mean, he took ten million for himself. So, because in a world where Kobe Bryant is the first, what is it, black billionaire? No, athlete. What is it? Was he something like that? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, then you truly know that black people are oppressed. You know, not that we're going to talk about it tonight, but that whole Kobe Bryant thing has got a lot of conspiracies tied to it. Wait, was he the one that died? Mm-hmm. In the helicopter, helicopter crash. crash. Who's the other one? There's some famous. Basketball player? Yeah, he's black. <laughs> what, LeBron James? No, that, James? that's the one I think. Yeah, he's a jerk it's off. not dead, though. He No, he's not the dead one. He's the one I think that was the first billionaire, either basketball player. That makes player more sense. Boy, I would have like thought that, that would have been Michael Jordan. They didn't yeah. make any money back then. Space Jam was yeah. a flop. It didn't do very well. Space Jam was Shaquille, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, no. I don't watch a lot of basketball, so. No, it was Michael Jordan, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> was it? 
I think so. Had to have been. Maybe not. <laughs> I think there was a remake, and it, it might have been kill. Sinbad. <laughs> Do you know who Sinbad is? Well, I know who Sinbad the comedian. Was. Well, there was that. There was that whole like Mandela effect thing where he was supposedly in that genie yes. movie. Do yes. you remember? Yes. But then he like actually wasn't or some shit like that. Yeah, I know it was weird. I don't really remember, but <clears throat> yeah, I don't really care. So nice, Ron. What's uh, what's new with you, Sean? Yeah, Sean. Hey, so everybody, Sean's back in the house. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. I was totally dumbfounded when I was sitting here, actually wondering if Buckley was even going to show up. What do you mean? <laughs> well, because I hadn't heard from you all day, and I had a busy day, and I know that you're super busy at work. Ron, when do I not show up? Because this was a short week, and it took me a while to figure out that it was actually Wednesday and not Tuesday. Yeah, I kind of thought today was Tuesday for some yeah. reason. That's funny. I so, thought today was Tuesday as well when I was yeah. sitting in the garage and checking my phone. It's a yeah. damn CERN thing going on. Well, no. So they I'm like, us. I wonder if Buckley thinks today's Tuesday. And I was going to, when Sean showed up and I said, hey, you're going to be able to hang out for the show today? Oh, yeah, that's why I'm here. I'm like, oh, cool. I said, well, I got to text Buckley. And then that's when you text me and said that you'd be here. So nice. that was cool. I'm hoping I won't have to work as late all the time. But I think we're just really behind. Oh, in, I think I think everybody's in behind. Short, in short staff, yeah. so it's like yeah. crunch time. Yeah, you know, so everybody uh, has been, I mean, and I know, like, like I'm really busy. Like, we're <clears> really <throat> busy here at the Haunted Garage. And last week was a big push to get, this yard was so full last week. And it was just all a bunch of little stuff, so. We were working really hard on getting all that stuff out the door for, like, the holiday weekend. Get out of here. And uh, But I know, like, other garages, like, I had a uh, something I had to sublet to another shop. And uh, and I was lucky to be able to get in. I mean, the, I get along good with the owner. And he, you know, said, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll take care of you. Nice. But it's like uh, a lot of shops are so far behind because it's, the labor shortage, right? They can't get people. And I mean, it's a specialized thing that we do, right? So you can't just hire somebody off the street. I mean, they kind of got to know what they're doing. Well, where'd you get Agent J? Agent J uh, <laughs> come off the street. He come out of a sandpit. Uh, he was actually was like... that where he was living in the sandpit? Like uh, Matt Foley, he was, yeah. Nice. He was living in a van down by the river. That's actually kind of awesome. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, but yeah, no, so that's where Agent J came from, but I wanted him to have a little bit better setup. But anyways, but everybody's saying the same thing. It's like, okay, so like you're doing landscaping now? Yes. And every landscaping person I know right now is balls to the wall. Yeah. And we haven't even started with fall cleanup. Right. <laughs> you are going to be busy then. And I don't know, do you guys know anything about, did they decide that we weren't going to change the clocks this year? I think that is a new thing that they're doing. Really? No, I hadn't I, heard. I yeah. think that's a thing. They talked now. about forever. Yeah, no, no, it seems to me that... Fuck the change anyway. Yeah, I think it's stupid. It's dumb. And uh, and I never understood why What's they did the that. And I, and I never looked forward to it. But I'm pretty sure... Which way were they going? If any of you listeners out there know anything, just let us know. But Were they going forward or back? Well, no, you know when to fall, you fall back yeah. and you spring forward, forward. right? Yep. Oh, Nice. So we were technically, and it's usually right around Halloween, right? Like, or first first weekend in uh, November. You would put your clocks back, 
And then it's like, oh, what the fuck? Now it's dark at 4.30. You know, it just sucks. Yeah, I mean, I think it's dumb. Well, there was a reason for it back for in the, the day, but it's just, yeah, but it's just like anything else. That's what they say. That's, you know, that's not even applicable anymore. So you know, I think they should just leave it on the time it is and just don't touch it. You know why I think they really did it? Just to see if they could and make everybody follow along with it. Make us comply. Yeah, it's like probably another one of those dumb experiments. Like, let's just see if people will do this. No, there was a, there was an actual reason the for power that we have that made sense back in the day, but it no longer makes sense. That's so. just the story <clears throat> they tell you, Ron. Yeah, I mean, I would be fine with just staying on the time we are because you know, however, when you change the clocks, it takes you like two weeks to even acclimate to the time change. We should just get rid of time. Altogether. Well, it doesn't really exist anyways. It's just a construct, right? It's another construct. It's just one of these systems that we're supposed to live in. Timex invented time to sell watches. That Bill Gates has a patent on it. <laughs> on, like, clocks and shit. All right, so anyways, so what's new? Sean, you've been busy. Hey, is the boat business slowing down, or is it getting busier? No, no, it's it's slow. You can yeah, sell boat in the fall. Time. You can. There's a lot of fishing going on and stuff. But, a lot of, yeah, because people are out on the water till it, like uh, Columbus Day, right? Yeah, it gets yeah. pretty chilly out there, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. especially yeah. out on the big lake when that oh, wind yeah. kicks up. Did yep. you guys have a good weekend? Good yeah. holiday weekend? Doing yeah. fun? Anything? Sean, Sean, huh? <laughs> yeah, what did you do? No, I didn't. I was supposed oh. to. I've got a pretty big project getting an RV out of a, a camp and a new one put in, and uh, it's going to be quite a job. I was telling you about that big winch I bought, twelve thousand oh, pound yeah. winch, because it's yeah we had to build a build up a driveway and because it it's at the street level and it goes down to the water level. It's like some of the driveways and ponds around here where it's pretty radical, really steep driveways. Steep, there's no room. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And once you get down in there, you can't turn around. No turning around. So we have to, yeah. you know, this has to go in. The RV is um, you can't be pulling it behind a vehicle because it comes up against a wall. So you gotta. Woof. We're gonna winch it down and. Oh, that sounds like something I would love to bit. not help with. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm busy that day. Whatever day that is. I think I gotta rearrange my sock drawer. Yeah, I got a thing with uh, some other conspiracy I gotta do, theories. I gotta do my hair. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Ron? How was your uh, weekend? You did uh, anything? Was, uh, yeah, it was good. It was kind of quiet. We didn't really plan anything big and major. No. Uh, I think Saturday, it was just kind of a hangout day. I worked yeah. around the yard, worked on the pool a little bit. It was really nice on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, had some friends over for just a little get-together, you know, just kind of the regular uh, regular gang. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't do anything crazy. We did, like, uh, burgers and dogs. Nice. Yeah, I did get in the pool on Sunday, though, and I got to say, it was pretty chilly. I bet. It's getting chilly at night and in the mornings. Oh, yeah. So it was, uh, I want to say the pool temperature was 67. I mean, once you got in for five or 10 minutes. You acclimated. Yeah, you did. And it wasn't bad because, you know, I wanted to get in there and, you know, clean it up because now I'm thinking, you know, like this coming weekend supposed to be in the 80s. So it might be warm enough to get in it again. It's yeah. been a warm summer. Yeah, it's been an awesome summer. I mean, I would summer. like I would like to see it be a little warmer for a little longer. Nah, but uh, <laughs> well, that's just me. Well, you you're a weirdo, and you like like I like warm weather, devastatingly hot days. Well, no, I don't like to you know ninety eight. You like pain, with, Ron, with eighty percent humidity. Like no, I'm not pain. into that. But 
you know, 85, 90 with say 65 or 70% humidity. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like 82 and sun's out. That's good enough. No, that's good too. That's perfect. That's good. Maybe a light breeze. You know, what's weird there, you know, uh, the whole climate crisis thing. That's fake. Remember, remember how they were predicting we Is were going to have. Weird? And then, Sean, I don't know if you're uh, if if this sparks anything in your in your brain, but remember in the like back in the winter or, or in the spring, they were predicting we were going to have a uh, abnormal hurricane season because we were going to have hurricane after hurricane after hurricane. Hmm. Have we had any? Hurricanes? Yeah. I haven't heard anything no. about them. Wasn't there kind of a couple that just kind of fizzled out? That's interesting. Yeah, there hasn't been. I mean, think about it. I mean, really? Of them. I mean, yeah. sometimes we go we go summers and, and you know, because hurricanes are, are named after the alphabet, right? Yeah. So they start out with an A name and work their way up. Well, I mean, we've had them. They're up in H and, mm. I mean, Hurricane Henry and Hurricane, you know, uh, what was the other one? Ida. Bob. <laughs> Ida. Uh, Hurricane Ida, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think we are even, I don't think we've even had two or three. Now, now they did say that there's a couple of tropical depressions going on. Tropical storms? No, tropical depressions. What's the, the difference? Uh, well, a tropi- one's very sad. <laughs> one's on antidepressants. <laughs> I was going to say, one is on pills. <laughs> give, those, give that storm some pills. But no, so, so what happens is is uh, these systems start off the... Uh, uh, west coast of Africa, actually. Boom. And then they bounce off the east, co- northeast coast of South America, and then they get into the Gulf. Gulf to the and, Gulf and, and right up the east coast. Yeah, yeah. so what happens, it, it absorbs all that humid air from the Gulf and the Caribbean, <clears throat> and then depends on wherever the wind goes. Of course, you know, they got all their models, and it just looks like a bunch of arteries. That just sounds like Bill Gates with a joystick. Well, you know, I'm like just wondering around some shit. And well, like we remember they said that they controlling turned controlling it. Like I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go here. That they turned harp off. Oh, yeah. I'm sure of course, they we did. don't know if that's true. And 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 evidently, like there's lots of harps around, which they use for weather manipulation, right? But I mean, I think it's interesting that we haven't had shit for hurricanes this year. Now, look yeah. at we probably saying that. And then we'll have a Katrina level hurricane <laughs> in like two weeks. Yeah. But anyways, I just I just think this this summer we actually had some really good weather. We didn't like last year, if you remember, Fourth of July was a total washout. And then it rained all July. Like the whole month it rained. Yeah. And this last July was awesome. August was awesome. Of course we had our heat wave. What did we have? Ten days over the nineties in the nineties in August, mm. which was great. I don't know about great. Well, it was great for me. It was oppressive. I remember it's going outside. Cold I oh, I'm working and it couldn't sucked. bear it. You're just cold blooded, Ron. Yeah, that's why you like it. Well, that's the reptilian in me. <laughs> so <laughs> this weekend, Ron, it was date night. Oh, did you have a date? I Actually, w- did I see videos of that? Maybe. Did you see the video of the freaky glass I was drinking out of? You had, guys were had like a demon's face on it. I didn't see I was that drinking. My ties out of it. So we went up to Littleton. We got an Airbnb and we went up to Littleton, which is a nice town. It's, yeah, it's very nice up there. But everything friggin' closes at like nine o'clock. Oh, yeah. So we didn't even get into town until like 7.30. And then we had dinner. We checked out some music. And then we wanted to like go get a couple drinks somewhere. Did you walk the main street? A little bit. Yeah. And it was everything closes. 
Isn't there a bar down off the back, like down by the river, off of Main Street? There's the Schilling Brewery, but okay. that closes at 9. Yeah, I don't get that. There was another bar called Reckless in the town over, like five minutes away. Closes at like 10. Jesus, really? Ah, so you know the only place. Well, after, those people up north, they start drinking at nine in the morning. Well, we, I, we were talking to some local. <laughs> so guy it's all there. relative. We were talking to some local guy there, and he was like, "Yeah, pretty much everything like closes at nine. And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's not that kind of town, man. It's not like a place where you party." I was like, "What? Sounds fun." Well, in my younger I'm days, so glad I came up here. In my younger days, when we were uh, my one of my buddies had a camp in uh, just outside of Littleton. And it was one of those camps with no electricity, had an outhouse and stuff, but it had all propane, like lights and stove and refrigerator and stuff. It was really cool. Yeah. So we used to, like on a Friday afternoon, everybody would cut out of work early and we would ride up there on our motorcycles and just invade the town. <laughs> but even back then, I want to say stuff closed even earlier than that. Like seven o'clock. But Littleton's a really cool town. It is a cool town. Yeah, it's a I cool mean, town. It's got some cool shops and stuff. Um, and they got the, the Chudders. Chudder's store, which has supposedly the world's longest candy, uh, longest candy, what do they call it? Candy counter. Yeah, I actually went in there for about two seconds, and I like, looked around, it was full of people, and there was just too much candy. Uh-oh, what? <clears throat> people. No, there was like, there was. it was mostly just because there was too much candy. I was just like, I'm probably going to spend way too much time looking. At candy, and then I'm probably just going to end up buying some chocolate pretzels or something. So I just left. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. I think they're pretty well known for their fudge. Fudge is too much for me. It's too rich. Oh, it's all, it's, it's like you have one bite. Well, it's like, just like biting into a sugar a sugar cube yeah, right Yeah, it's like, oh. But the peanut butter fudge with the chocolate layer on top? I don't know. I'd rather just have ice cream or chocolate pretzels. Well, ice cream's okay, cool. Or something like that. Yeah, or something. Maybe some Skittles, because Skittles are good oh for you. Oh, God, that's disgusting. I hate Skittles. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Anyway, oh, so, so yeah, so you guys had a good weekend away? We did, yeah. yeah and here, here's some other news for you, because I know you were itching, both of you. I've been landscaping, right? Last week, I clocked in 33 miles for the week. Wow. Wow. Boom. That's good. I feel like I'm going to wither away to nothing. <laughs> you don't look like you've lost any weight. <laughs> wow. I'm trying to, I'm trying to even out I my will weight say, though, by drinking. You look happier. Sunburn. What? Oh, happier. Well, that too. You got some color. Looking good. <laughs> I feel all right. Yeah. yeah. Today, I, I did 9.5 miles, so. She had a slow day. That was a light day. Light day of work, you know. Yeah, so you on uh, weed whacker duty still? Uh, I'm... Let's see. I do a little bit of everything. They're they're training me on the zero turn mowers. Oh, cool! Which is kind of like a little go kart. Yeah, those are the X marks. You like sit on it and it has these two levers, and you got to like move them forward oh, and yeah, backward. Cool. And uh, it takes them getting used to. They put me on this soccer field, and they're just like just mow and like get used to it, keeping a straight line for a few hours. It's hard to keep the straight line. It is, and it's hard to like fucking. I don't know, because you got to go forward and backward when you want to turn, and then... Uh. It's just like operating a bobcat, actually. Yeah, I got I got better at it. It's the same thing. When you have an old-school bobcat like mine, yeah. it has the two the two uh, levers. Some people prefer those. I think bobcat yeah. still makes a model with those old-style controls. Yeah, because now, aren't they like a joystick? Joystick, yeah. Yeah, a joystick. But. 
But I got to say, my lightest day was like, uh, for mileage, was like four point something last week. But still, that was like walking behind somebody that was uh, trimming a bunch of shrubs and then raking them up into piles, putting them in a shovel, putting them in this huge bucket. And then when the bucket got full, essentially hauling that, throwing it in the truck, climbing in the truck, dumping it, and then getting back out and just doing that. So it's like four miles of doing that. That's a lot. Kind of crazy. Yeah, and like I said, you haven't even started. Wait till you got to deal with leaves, which is one thing that sucks <laughs> about New England. Bring it on, baby. Yeah, the, the autumn I'm is ready. beautiful. It brings in all kinds of tourists, like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of tourists. It's insane. Leaf peepers. They call them leaf peepers. Yeah, exactly. They come up to look at the leaves. Like, okay, I fucking wake up and look at them every morning. I look at them in the trees, and at night they're down on my lung. Yeah, Ron, but that's your problem. You yeah. don't appreciate the beauty. Oh, I do. Because you take it for granted. I don't. Because you live here and you're an old fuggity man. No, I think it's beautiful. You know the worst is but the... I don't venture out onto the roads or try to go to the mountains because that is a total shit show. Most people are fine. Whatever. If you want to come up and look at the leaves, do that. But some of the Asian tourists, not to be racist, but they're they're kind of bad. They're rude. Like one time... Me and my friend, it was the sex crazed therapist, Nikki. We were going up just to camp for a weekend, get away, and we were going up, uh, it was past Woodstock, towards Bath, and just and some back roads, blah, 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 going up a long, long hill, top of the mountain, there was like a view. There's this Asian woman just standing in the middle of the road, like taking pictures, kneeling down. And we had to, like, she had to, like, slam on the brakes and, like, stop. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, and these roads are not, like, big straightaway roads. They're, like, windy up and down. There's Mount, like, they're mountain roads. And they're heavy with traffic because there's tourists and stuff. It's like, what What are you doing? Get out. Get, get out of the road. Yeah. God, anyway. No, I understand exactly what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> like the time I was ripping through the notch with uh, the truck with the trailer with the four-wheelers. Ooh. And we go, and you know how the notch it goes right down to one lane. There was a car stopped dead in the travel lane. Nice, no hazards, nothing, just stopped. Mm. And we had to uh, we had to lay on the brakes pretty good. I mean, it was all good. We didn't hit them, but it's like okay, that is like the stupid. What the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> pull off the road. You can pull off the road, and they got pull offs <laughs> everywhere. Just get out, get the fuck out of the road. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like with that Asian woman in the middle of the road, they ha- they literally had a pull off at that section, like a scenic, a scenic what yeah, they call a they scenic ha- vista, right? Because they have those everywhere, so you can do that. So you can take pictures, but not in the middle of the road, right? At the pull off. Yeah, people are idiots. I thought the Asians were supposed to be smart, though, Ron. Who said that? Well, that's what I always hear. Maybe that's just a, a stigma. They're just really a good at math because if they don't hit certain, say, say the little kindergartners or whatever, if they can't do calculus by second grade, uh, then they take them out and they uh, throw them off a cliff. All right, do this math. If my car is going up an incline gratuity of a certain percent, let's say 50, and then hits you at go- going 45, how many feet will you travel? Right. Depends on what the bounce factor is. 
Yeah, I know people are stupid. But Monday, the actual holiday, it poured like crazy up here. Yeah, that's true. And and granted, we needed to rain because we just got done saying we haven't had much rain. We're actually in a drought again. But we got the kind of rain that we needed because it was a good, steady rain for, what, two days, two and a half days? Yeah, Monday to yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, there basically. was some flood. Did you see? Did you guys see on Monday? Uh, there was a video out of Rhode Island, Route ninety five. It was flooded. Cars could not go down hmm. ninety five. Really? Yeah, ninety five is the main route that brings you down into New York, right? Yeah, into yeah. New York City. Yeah, yeah. So, so Monday uh, was a shopping day. We went shopping all day. Nice. And went out for a drink at our favorite Mexican joint. El Rodeo? Yep. And then... Uh, I was there Sunday. So, oh, really? Yeah, Sunday okay, night for so, dinner. Yeah, so I went uh, Monday just for drinks. Nice. Which is uh, because I want to say we had some to eat. Like, we had a late lunch. Yeah. But it was a good day. It was just me and the wife. Uh, little G was at Nana's, so that was cool. Had a little break from her. Did you guys uh, get a little freaky? No. Oh. God, no. God, no. We won't be having any of that. <laughs> that is highly inappropriate. Yeah. I'm tired. It's two in the afternoon. So? <laughs> I worked all week. But uh, but all in all, it was actually probably one of the quieter Labor Day weekends that I've had in years, and it was a good change. Nice. I mean, we had a busy summer, so you know, we had some good times this summer. I am not ready to give the pool up yet, though. Ron, summer's over. Get used to it. Summer's not over till late. Winter's uh, coming. No, what is it? Columbus Day. Winter is coming. Or in, as I like to call it, Indigenous Murder Day. Yeah, kill all the Native <laughs> Americans. Native <laughs> Americans, you know, whatever. They were brutal to themselves, too. So. Give the Native Americans European Diseases Day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Native Americans used to eat each other. So. Anyway, so. Cannibals, really? Yeah, Interesting. Like the Comanches. Almost and, like uh, they come out of Canaan. Yeah. You know, like the Iroquois, <laughs> about show. The Iroquois <laughs> and the Abenaki and stuff. Or maybe not the Abenaki, but the Iroquois used to, like, torture people. The Comanches used to torture people. They would take slaves and shit and, like, uh, and, like, Killed children and the Iroquois, the, all that them, their the, history, their heritage, the, their the Iroquois and the Hurons. They were all part of the Mohawk Nation. They were brutal. Well, dude, that's the thing. People always think Native Americans are like fucking these, Squanto. Yeah, like these super spiritual like people, which they probably actually were. But like, oh, all one with nature and blah 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 blah. But there's also this whole other side. Where it's like they were completely brutal to one another and other people and white people and other tribes and children. Well, they were brutal against whatever white people that wasn't paying them. Right. But they're because, because, so, and it was funny how a lot of the, the Mohawk Indians uh, could speak like fluent French because, you know, we had the French and Indian War, right? And then, and then what it was was the French trappers taught all the Indians how to speak French. Ooh. Which was kind of kind of weird, but yeah, wee, no, they wee. no, they were brutal. They were brutal. Yeah, a lot of Native Americans were, but you know, maybe they needed to be. That's all I can say. Yeah. You know, I, different time, Ron. Yeah, they yeah they probably needed different to be. different time, Ron. But anyways, uh, it's another kind of a cool part of history up here in uh, in the Northeast. Oh, you know what I wanted to talk not talk about, but what we should look into and do some shows on is uh, Hurricane Katrina. Oh yeah, because apparently there's a lot of shit. Oh yeah, that was that uh, went on during that whole thing. That was man made. 
Yeah, right. Yep. And a yep. bunch of other stuff that's just kind of. Oh, like, and these <laughs> pumps just happened to stop working. Oh, there they go. Oh, these people are getting murdered all over the city. Yep. Uh, puppies, too. I can remember I can remember what I said when Katrina was happening. I said, man, if there was any a perfect time to whack somebody in New Orleans, it would be this weekend. It's like old Bill, <laughs> it's like old Bill Gates got a hold of that joystick again. You know, wasn't there some talk with some, uh, of course, New Orleans is known or was known as having one of the most corrupt police forces in the country. And there was uh, a couple of police officers that actually got caught. They were just out there randomly sniping people Mm -hmm. during the fucking flood. Yeah, after like like when the hurricane went by, what I can remember, what to him? I can remember watching Good Morning America when it was Charlie Gibson, and Charlie Gibson said Hurricane Katrina has gone by, and the levees held, like victory speech, and then like that afternoon, all the pumps started stopped working. <laughs> That was, you know, because New Orleans is below sea level, right? Yep. So, and then, you know, between between the Gulf of Mexico and Lake Pontchartrain, between those two bodies of water, which Lake Pontchartrain is huge, right? Just, that was it. That's all it could take. And it just flooded that place out. Well, a lot of murder and mayhem took place. Yeah, I knew a veteran who said he was was deployed to uh, New Orleans. Yeah, like he was in the National Guard. No, he was in the army. Oh, and he was deployed there and was basically in a unit that was sweeping cities with live rounds. Basically, oh, nice. I don't know. He didn't go much past that. Yeah, so I would love to talk about. Uh, you know how I'm a little bit of a weather geek. I would love to talk about weather anomalies because I like to beat up on the whole climate crisis thing. But not tonight. Not tonight. More than we have already. No, Sean Sean was telling me about a few things that he wanted to discuss. It sounds wicked, wicked interesting. Sean has some weather patterns he'd like to discuss. <clears throat> so, no, it has patterns, nothing to anyways. do with weather. <laughs> scripture, I'm, but it, I'm But guessing. it's patterns. And I think... I guessing think be- has something to do with scripture. Because we had a, kind of a late start at the Haunted Garage tonight, for whatever reason. Uh, I think we should jump right into it. Get after it, Sean. But, but I Why think, are you here? But I think... Uh, you know, and a lot of this has to do with how things that happened in Scripture or biblical biblical times was more like a prophecy for what's happening right now. <gasps> and Sean's going to explain that, and it's super, super interesting. Wasn't there something it, with Trump? It, yeah, well, yes. And then what we're going to do is we're gonna, just going to jump in, and I'm just going to kind of let Sean take the wheel. <clears throat> Sean, take the wheel. <laughs> Your pitch is off. <clears throat> That's what uh, little G told me the other day when I was mimicking her chorus. It's like Jesus. She was walking around the house singing because, you know, she's in chorus. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is awful. <laughs> and she goes, you what are you said talking that about? Loud? <laughs> no, I said that to her. I said, oh, my God, you are so far off pitch. It's not funny. I was joking. Yeah. Well, she got pissed. Yeah. And I'm like, Gianna, I'm just kidding. You sound beautiful. How old is she? She's going to be 12. Yeah, you're saying stuff like that. Don't no, 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 I said it joking. I said it joking. No, listen. Confidence, right? When she was in chorus, when she was down at the elementary school, I got her to school early every morning, you know, for chorus. It was twice a week. 
I went to all her concerts. Yeah, no, so I support the kid. She knows that, uh, you know, we have a weird relationship where we just kind of snipe off of each other. But let's be honest, how but, did it really sound? It wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, she got to start. I mean, you, you know, Mariah you Carey didn't, wasn't a very good singer probably when she was <clears throat> 11 either. Yeah. But uh, but anyways, uh, and I'm not sure where we even got on that. Oh, yeah. Sean, take the wheel. So take it. One of the things that um, I was going over in my head throughout since the last show um, was the level of fear that exists out there. Ooh. And it seems like we're just, we're conditioned at every turn to be fearful or something. <clears throat> and we make bad, everyone makes bad decisions in a state of fear. And that's part of the reason why. Okay, so going back to the beginning of COVID, what was the first thing that they did was figure out ways to instill fear in you because fear gains compliance. Gains yeah, they compliance. send videos yeah. of like people in China dropping in the streets. Oh yeah, which we come to find out was all uh, a bunch of crap. They're like armed IRS, IRS agents oh, coming right, after right, you. Okay, right. so let's give a few examples. <clears throat> Of the, oh, wow. late, of the latest fear porn. Latest? Now they're coming up with, uh, and all the, you know, the mainstream media is coming out and saying, well, you know, they got this document that uh, Trump had that he shouldn't have had that, you know, was top secret that even a lot of world leaders or people in the cabinet are not allowed to see. And he had them and they weren't in a safe place. And it it outlined a particular country's nuclear capabilities. Now, they didn't say if that country was an ally or an adversary. So anyways, I'm just saying, we know that the left is doing anything and everything they can to disqualify Trump from running for president again because he had a... Where was this uh, latest rally? Was it in Pennsylvania? Oh, yeah. Mm, very this, interesting. Was it in Pennsylvania? I don't know. But I, Absolutely I huge. And he did an interesting speech to kind of counter Joe Biden's Hitler speech. Can we play some of it? Uh, of Trump's speech? Yeah, if you can pull it. Oh, that would anywhere. be a kind of a pain. In, well, maybe I can find something. As you speak. A little bit of a pain in the ass. So have you, did but, you hear but, about the intro there or the thunder Clap the lightning. Yeah, the so storm so so uh, talk to that a little bit, Sean, and I'll see if I can't find it. So I didn't hear it when the broadcast I was listening to, but they were describing it as it was going on, and you can see the reaction of some of the folks behind Trump, and they're like looking up and looking around that something's going on. And I apparently they had through the speakers or some audio system, it sounded like a storm was coming. You know, for cute folks that oh they probably went six to midnight but there was a i guess there was a also he was playing a um some kind of a song that i am q was being played at well this occurred is, by, is by trump the commentary well i am yeah i don't know the history behind this song i just going off what i was listening to and these people that are they're typically you know they're good information so but the i am q was supposedly playing and then the storm was was arriving so that's that's q stuff and kind of maybe is an indication of where we're at in this, which means is there's some stuff coming our way. Mm. And that's kind of the indication is um, he's warning people just to be prepared. I, in one of his uh, rallies a few months ago, he basically said, be prepared for what's coming. So having said that, it again, it's instilling. That's kind of daunting. Well, it's in, well, so there, this is what I want it's to get into very tonight. ominous. The uh, instilling of fear. So part of the fear um, they've instilled upon the public, not just because what they're doing to Trump um, with regards to um, Mar-a-Lago. It is that if it can happen to Trump, it can happen to anybody. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So you can see how the government is getting armed. You got Biden up there with the Marines behind him and the reminiscent of a Hitler um, speech. And again, it's we're coming after you. And the truth is they're being sought after. Uh, the hunters become the hunted is what's going on here. And again, that's more. Right. Q You're talking rhetoric. about like with the red, with all the red oh, was, shit behind him. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even when he was putting his arms up in a certain posture he held, it was reminiscent of Hitler. Well, it's also very, red's a very satanic color. Yeah. So it's, um, so having said all that and where we, we could, we, we're in control of our own reality and how is the glass half full or half empty. And I want to give some, some, um, context to this and that, um, it gives people some hope, um, in regards to where we're headed here. Cause even if there are some more dark days in front of us, there is an outcome here that's, it's going to be in the end be worth what we've gone through. So um, in scripture, there is a um, folks who, who are um, have read it or are familiar with King David. In fact, a lot of people are because of David and Goliath story. Yeah. The giant. Okay. Doesn't he kill him with a slingshot? No, he actually stuns him with a slingshot, but wow. he actually kills him when he beheads him. And I was ah. telling Ronnie this earlier. It's kind of interesting. A few years back, there was some Muslims that were given an interview um, and this goes back maybe six, seven, eight years ago. And a lot of folks weren't following this because it didn't get covered. But the Muslims were actually very active in our country and were beheading people here. They were beheading American citizens with swords. In America? In America. Yeah, I can remember that. And they when kept it this? very quiet. They kept it quiet. It was all over the country. It happened in various locations. I want to say back when Obama was president. Obama started. was president. Yeah. Yeah. So post 9-11. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This wasn't this wasn't long ago. And one of the um, they had an interview with with this group over in uh, the Middle East, and they were asked about why they were participating in this barbaric um, act of beheading. And the response was because you beheaded our ancestors, and that got me looking into something at the time. And it was what are they talking about? What beheaded your ancestors? The only way that makes sense in history where ancient history is going to be the giants, like I just explained to you. King David stunned him with a rock, but you kill the giant by actually beheading it. So they then went further into it and uh, described that their heritage was actually out of Canaan. Um, so there you got the Canaanites, and we've talked about them before. And we were talking about them earlier, we were talking about the Native American Indians. And the, you, you talk about these barbaric acts, they're Canaanite acts. Because their heritage goes back to there as well. Phoenicians to Canaan's Canaanites. Um, so anyways, in any event, King David, when he was, uh, the story, as the story goes with Goliath, he was a young man or maybe even a kid. Um, and Goliath was a giant that taunted the Hebrew people. So the Hebrews are always at odds. They had an enemy throughout scripture. And they really don't describe the entity. He comes under, they come under various names. And sometimes they're described as giants. Sometimes there's like um, the Hittites, the Immaculates, the Jebusites. There's different names to them. Um, Canaanites, they're, they're various enemies of the lineage of Adam and Eve. And in this particular case, the giants um, were creating a lot of problems to the Hebrew people. And God wanted one of them to stand up, one of the Hebrews to stand up and, and take on the giant. And the smallest of the bunch actually did so. Surprise to everyone. And that was David with a slingshot and then beheaded him with a sword. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, <clears throat> as the story goes on, later, David grows up to be a young man. 
And that victory stayed with him, and rightfully so. Um, the Hebrew people had run into a situation where God presented them with a choice. And the choice was to continue having him as their leader, being God himself, which they had failed on many fronts, from leaving Egypt to going into the promised land and not taking down all the giants. We've talked about that before. Um, and they just keep rearing their heads and creating problems for them, and they don't seem to be getting the job done. And the choice was to choose the king, um, and who would that be? A human king or a spiritual king being God himself as the ruler? And they chose a human, a person to be their king. Now, that's with us today. That doesn't go away. Those covenants, those agreements, they're in place today. So we have, as a tribal people, which I believe were the Missington tribes, um, and they're scattered throughout the world, but in any event, that particular type of leadership role still exists. Now, King Saul was the first one that was put in the position of the first king of Israel. So Saul was an older man. David looked up to him as a father figure, and he became the first king. He wasn't, he wasn't God's choice. He was the people's choice. And who knows, knowing what we now what happens with elections and voting and stuff, is same kind of stuff going back then. I tend to believe that everything is skewed, and even back then it may not have been um, what was intended. But in any event, um, Saul ended up the first king of Israel and became the adversary of David because he was God's choice but didn't get the position. And so there was animosity, and they went back and forth for quite some time, and King Saul took many an opportunity to king, kill King David, or kill David. He wasn't king at that point, and with, without success. To the contrary, there were many times when David had the opportunity to take out King Saul, even being in his bedroom with a sword and leaving it there in the ground as a sign, I could have taken you out, and I didn't. But King Saul would not relent on his attack of David. Um, so basically what you get going on here, there's a point where the prophet um, Samuel anoints David as king. So you've got two kings now. So he anoints David with a, with a blessing, which amounts to a kingship. So you have two ruling kings. You've got King Saul and King David now. All right. Okay. Gotcha. So we, we kind of find ourselves in that situation here today with Trump and Biden. We get ruling or dueling leaderships, possibly two presidencies going on here. Um, and there's a lot of similarities to, to that and what happened in times past, to the point where Trump um, was in a position of power, could have taken over by all indications, the enemy, and essentially, at least for a temporary sense, he turned the country around in four years, could have continued in that vein for a while, um, but could have done a lot more damage to the enemies he has than he did, but it wasn't the right time. And, and so the story goes to King David, it wasn't the right time, until eventually God gave permission and the thing unfolded, and King Saul was put in a position where he actually took his own life, and David became the reigning king over Israel. So the whole dual kingships... Um, we have something very similar going on today. And if we look at that and how history, I don't know if it repeats itself. They say you can draw conclusions from similarities, but there's a repeat. It's definitely a repeat of situations that occurred in Scripture throughout time. And we find ourselves in one of those roles now, I do believe. 
And from that perspective, if people get into their scripture and start reading and understanding the importance of the stories there, because it can give them hope. We need hope right now. Um, one of the things that happened throughout time with the Hebrew people was they were forever fearful of the giants. And it's that fear. It doesn't matter how they instill it. Um, they were more than capable of taking the, the giants out more than on more than one occasion, and they didn't because fear overcame them. And right. we're coming up against a giant now. We really are. And truthfully, you know, it's the same people. It's the same in, in different bodies, more or less. It's the same, you know, um, you've got the same slaves and the same slave masters. It's, it's the thing we've talked right. about this before with Egypt. Yeah. And, and the similarities to what uh, to what's going on now. Right. I do think, uh, I mean, obviously we talk about the whole fear of porn thing. Sure. All the time. But, I mean, you see it in um, mainstream media pretty much daily. But I think there's this interesting side to the fear campaign that, you know, is kind of like it's almost a hidden. Like, it's a cult, right? They set up these these people that seem like they are uh, – they fit your perspective or opinion, right? But also – if you pay close enough attention to them, they're also peddling fear. Um, I don't know. Is are there any examples you can think of of that? Maybe in like modern times, because I mean, one thing that comes to me is like all, all these different you know influencers that we see, whether they're on the right or the left, or mm-hmm. if they're just maybe they're a celebrity, maybe they're. A politician, whatever. Well, Biden's doing that. He's right trying to come across as I'm the answer to all your problems, but yet he's purveying fear at every turn, in right. various directly or indirectly through the power that he influences. Okay, let me add something to that. Now, I didn't watch his speech, <clears throat> Biden's speech, when he was doing a Hitler imitation. We should play that maybe. And <laughs> but but you have to understand, like just watching it, just the symbolism of the. He's got two Marine Corps guys. You know, behind him, he's got all this red background, which is, you know, that color is used to, like, instill fear in people, right? And he's using all, yeah, danger. He's using these hand motions and these fists and he's going on. And what does he do? He vilifies about 50% of the American population. They say 50, but I think it's more like 20 Honestly, I don't think it's anywhere near what they claim it to be. No, no, you don't think you don't think there's fifty percent of the people in the United States that would back up back up Trump. I think there's more than that. I think there's probably eighty percent that would. Back oh, okay, him up. so yeah. okay, oh, so that's what go. I'm talking yeah. about. So that's what I'm talking about. So he said that anybody that's basically a patriot loves America. He called them the MAGA Americans, which is just okay. MAGA means make America great again. There is nothing fucking extremist about that at all. If anything, that would lead you to believe that these people want their country to be great again. Be great. Everybody say, America was always great. Well, no, it wasn't. And right now, we are far from fucking great, as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. But he labeled all the MAGA people extremist. When uh, J, uh, KJP or whatever her name is come in, and then she's reiter- uh, reiterating it in her press conference, which Ducey gave her a couple of good uh, shots over the bow. 
she kept using the word extreme, extremist, extreme, extremist. Programming. Joseph Goebbels playbook right there. Yep, programming. Listen to this word about bad people. They're extremists. They're extremists. They're extreme. The MAGA movement is full of extremists. You'll find out that. That is to... That is to focus the people that are not on board with a Make America Great Again. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it just instills to them that, that uh, you know, that, oh, yeah, we got to go against them. But at the same time, they're trying to instill fear against anybody that could be labeled an extremist, meaning patriotic Americans, people that want their country to be good, people that don't want us to look fucking weak to the rest of the world. People that like their guns, people that, you know, work hard. And they're like, okay, so we want to be in a position where we are living the American dream. We are living by um, the values that America was founded upon. You're trying to tell us now that we're extremists? Because using the extremist language puts us in this little like corral over here but it may be legal as well through homeland security and some of the laws they've passed okay so that it's part of the patriot act too yeah there you go where anybody can domestic or foreign can be deemed a terrorist organization Mm -hmm. so what they're doing is they're just taking this slogan make america great again and they're trying to group all the people together and making it appear to be that it is an organization. Mm-hmm. And an organization can be deemed a terrorist organization, just like Yasser Arafat and the PLO, which might be before a lot of you listeners' time. So, but, but he was the Palestinian Liberation Organization. But, you know, one of the differences this time around, because they did the same thing with the Tea Party, and they infiltrated it from within, and they destroyed it. This movement... You cannot be infiltrated from within. Mm-hmm. So you, sorry, you were just saying that they were. So they're, you're basically using the Constitution against the MAGA followers. Well, they're not using the Constitution, but they're using certain laws that they well, put like into the foreign domestic. After, well, I mean, a, a, while they say that a terrorist organization can be a domestic, they're defining the enemy, which was done after nine yeah. eleven, and it was it was done. We directed. We allowed, I think, the public, them to do some of the things they did with the Patriarch and Homeland Security because it was directed toward the Muslims. They've taken that and turned it against us. Again, another instance where they use a certain language yep. to I make it bad. seem like this is a good thing. Because how heavy duty was patriotism right after 9-11? Mm-hmm. Now, listen, we're That's coming... We're coming up on the anniversary of 9-11 here in a few days, right? Oh, God. So, so it's like... They you they named this act the Patriot Act to make people think. I mean, because nobody looks into this and reads this stuff. They right? do that all the time. So they make they make people think. Oh no, this is great. This is going to be patriotic. When the whole time is the Patriot Act was actually designed to not only you know go against you know enemies of the state, but anybody that they deemed to be a domestic threat. Threat. Well, also just a violation of like your privacy too, because they're allowed oh, yeah. to like look into your emails, well, listen to your phone calls, all this shit. And that one term that you and I don't know if you got it from somebody else, but I love it. You used to say the tiptoe to tyranny. Oh yeah, 
And that's what 9-11 was. 9-11 was the first step right. of the tiptoe to tyranny. Now, people can argue the fact that maybe, you know, this shit's been going on a lot longer than just from <clears throat> 9-11 to forward. But, but 9-11 was the big blowout. Now we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop messing around like Oklahoma City. I think that was done by the it's government. All lead up, it was. Yep. Yeah, it was all lead up to it, and then they hit us with nine eleven, which was something that we could never mentally recover from. Right. So they used term like the Patriot Act to pass these laws, which in fact are used against it the was, American that citizens. Was the plan. That's what they for had the intended. surveillance that Edward Snowden yep. uh, exposed. Right. Everything that Julian Assange has been working to expose with WikiLeaks, right. which I'm a big fan of WikiLeaks. Uh, okay, so they just did it again with this Inflation Reduction Act. They do. <laughs> which the language is like, oh, the people are going to love this. Like, who's no, no American's going to take the time to read that, right? except people like us. Mm-hmm. But the Inflation Reduction Act is doing nothing to reduce inflation. Right. Just like the Patriot Act did nothing, nothing. to protect patriots. Right. So what they're trying to do, they're trying to take what they call the MAGA movement, turn it into an organization such as, say, Antifa or uh, BLM. Now you got BLM versus the MAGAs. The KKK. You know, the MAGAs, the racists, the, the, the Hitlers, the fascists. When in fact... They're the ones that are fucking doing all this stuff, which is another classic play, another classic psyop. But the use of the word extreme and extremist is being used for a purpose. It's for, like Buckley said, the programming. And it's to set everything up to where they're going to go after all the bag of people. So in one of the... Anybody that's got a Trump sign... And what's the other thing that they, so that's installing, instilling fear, Sean, like you said, because fear makes people do different things. Fear forces people to comply even when they don't want to comply, right? Or rise up and they want an uprising. Okay. So, okay. So we'll get to that. You think that's what this whole MAGA thing is leading up to? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But, but what's the other thing that they did in the inflation reduction act was they put money aside, and everybody knows this, the famous number, 87,000. They want to hire 87,000 new IRS agents. Armed. Which a portion of them would be armed, yet yeah, would, would training. Can use deadly force, force. if needed. It was in the Be ad. willing to use deadly force if needed. Be willing to kill for taxes. And... Death by taxes. And we all know... That they didn't hire, they're not going to hire 87,000 new IRS agents to go after the ultra-rich Americans. I, and I mean, we have, a, we have a lot of millionaires and a lot of billionaires in this country. Who's the black chick? Uh, uh, Jean-Marc Pierre, whatever the fuck. The, the lady yeah, took K- Sucky Sucky's position. Yeah, JKP, isn't that what they call her? So I was watching her talk about some shit, and some guy was giving her some whatever. Guy was grilling her with some questions. Well, it was probably Ducey. And she, maybe. Uh, and she and she was, she was saying that they were only going to be going or auditing people that make over $400,000 Which year. is horse shit. Well, it could be horse shit, but I'm just saying. She did say that. Of course, it could not pan out. But 
Another interesting thing, because you were talking about language, right, and the Infla- uh, Inflation Reduction Act. I, I don't know if you saw this in, in Europe, but uh, I, I don't know her name, but she's talking about um, basically having a reduction of electricity use during peak hours. Like they're doing in California. Like they're doing in California to, like, whatever, to help with the electricity use. But she's using the language of to flatten the curve. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> That's interesting. Which is funny. <laughs> Flatten what curve? The climate crisis curve? The electricity use leading to probably, yeah. you know, I could t- change, I could but- tell you right now, I had this conversation with somebody earlier today, and I think I accidentally fucking blew their mind, and I think they had some wires that were starting to arc out inside their brain, so I stopped. <laughs> but, but I was explaining to them... Uh, Oh, oh, actually, no, it was my buddy John, uh, who him and I were been friends since school. He's on board all this stuff, and so we were talking. And I thought he was a little bit more up on it, so I was I was posing all these questions of why Putin would have had, uh, you know, his objective to go into Ukraine, which we have kind of talked about before, which which now I've, I've actually uh, added more to my arsenal of ideas of why Putin went into Ukraine, which we won't get into tonight. But, uh, and he was like, I could see him looking at System malfunction. Yeah, he was starting to, I am starting to shut down. You know, so we started this night with regards to the fear thing. And I think part of what's going on, because I'm seeing and hearing in people, and I talk to them all the time. Um, just Everybody's depressed street, with depressed. anxiety. Yeah, because that's where I'm trying to bring in some clarity to maybe there's, there's a much bigger picture going on here. And one of the things that we, we have going for us is we've been in this for so long and nothing surprises us and we have a, a good foundation to build off of. Um, this stuff's hard to, to understand and hard to believe it happened and we didn't know it was happening for the folks out there who just got on board early. Um, I gotta, it's going to be some tough reading. I'm going to give a couple suggestions for folks out there to get a couple books to try to bring up, to show them the history of how we got here. It's going to cover the COVID thing, when it goes in the polio vaccine. It's also going to cover the Oklahoma City bombing, um, the Bush administration and their ties, because both sides are dirty. The Clintons, the Bushes, um, the Bidens, the Obamas, they're all. So one of the books is called um, Reptilians. The Franklin Cover-Up, and it's still available out there. You can get it through Amazon. It was authored by a, a U.S. Senator, John DeCamp camp out of nebraska and it goes it's going to get in some banking debacles some trafficking of children oklahoma city bombing in particular because he was actually timothy mcveigh's lawyer as well and he's going to tell you what, what was going on in the time and how that was covered up and the building was actually demolished when it's supposed to be kept as evidence but the franklin cover-up and i think there's a, a newer version now it's verifiable it, it's referenced it, it's um credible a written document that that's what stood you know, the scrutiny of time, but it's not known. And the other one, and this is going to be kind of a harder. So hold on, Sean. So that was called the Franklin, the Franklin cover up, the Franklin cover up, go check it out. John DeCamp. Okay. And I think there's a newer version that's out now. So it was given to me. It was suggested to me and I got it some 25 years ago when I was trying to understand some of the, some of the things I stumbled into, and it was actually a federal agent uh, through someone I was with in a meeting and said, this is what you need to read because this is what you're, you're discovering. And it described it and depicted it. It's pretty horrific, but a it's federal agent said this to you. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't me directly. It was someone else with the group at the time who were law enforcement. 
and again trying to explain to us what because you, you can't you couldn't explain it back then there was I know the human trafficking and and, and the, the, a lot of the stuff that going on with the foreign interests and stuff. It wasn't out there back then. So some of the stuff we were finding out, you know, we had no place to to research. We had uh, no place to put it to understand it. So and that's a good place to start. And how do you believe something like that too? Do you know what I mean? So what happened in my case was I knew a certain number of things to be absolute fact, and this guy said right. what he said was. You're living in a microcosm. What you've, what you've discovered is just a microcosm of a bigger problem at the, at the your state level, at the federal level, and at the global level. Right. And when you, when you read the book, you'll see you'll understand the Catholic Church, um, the YMCA, the trafficking of children through there, the Bush family, the banking, the stealing of the money, um, the FDIC. It's all, it covers a lot of stuff. Isn't in it there. like most big corporations have some part to play in this shit? It's not going to touch corporations because they're, they're just kind of a tool that the cabal uses. And, and the cabal can't be put into. We can talk about the Middle East aspect of it, but we infiltrated some time ago, and they got into the money part of it, and the political part of it, and the pharmaceutical part of it, uh, right. and that's the other thing. So there's another book out there to read. So, so you're ta- you're still talking about the Franklin cover up, Franklin cover up, right? Yeah. Okay. And you were saying just before you go off, sure, you were saying a lot of the trafficking is going on through through nonprofit stuff or like no, charity. So what they explained in 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 there was there's these trafficking routes throughout the world. Yes. Um, we sense, you know, this is verifiable now in different ways that through, um, through various means that they, they go through the United States through primarily through, through Israel. And that's where you have, um, you've got, um, Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein, and that's all a part of that. They weren't named in this at the time, but you can see how they fit into it and how they were trafficking children through the YMCA and through the Catholic church, um, to, to abuse and it, the Bush family in particular is the focus in here. It's a Republican focus on it, but it, both sides are guilty of this. What about? Have you heard anything about the Boys and Girls Club? It is the Boys and Girls Club. That's what I'm talking about. The, oh. Through the Catholic Church, to the Boys and Girls Club, they'll go into detail on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so the not the so the YMCA and the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's fucked. Yeah, yeah that's kind of crazy. And I don't want people to be overloaded, but they they understand that there's this has got. It's got a history behind it, and you got to build your your understanding upon a foundation that you can understand and and uh, understand it to be true. Because we're going into battle here. Yeah, I just feel like like I don't know as much as you do about stuff. Um, I've known about the the human trafficking stuff for a while. Um, it's just it's like when I first kind of tried to grasp this stuff, um, it was really difficult because you had to break like the mental barrier of what you think is going on and then dive past that. Right. And it was hard to do because it's not like, you know, you're going to, you're going to say this to people, the stuff that you're telling me, or I might tell this to other people and they're going to be like, no, you're fucking crazy. Whatever. I know. Like, you're not going to like, I, I don't believe that people aren't going to be mentally able to like take it in. But I feel like for the people that are, it's going to be such like a it's going to be such a harsh awakening and like a brutal realization of reality that like I agree and it's going to take it's going to take people I don't I don't know what what is it going to take because people are going to but it's going to like take me you and Ron <clears throat> we're obviously going to like we have some comprehension of this shit right and other people that 
find this shit out are going to be like, what the fuck? Like, what's right. going, like all this? Like, so that's and, what, and that and, and let me just let me just jump in real quick, Sean. And this is why people say it's a conspiracy theory. They when, don't want to when they it. when they don't want to believe it or they can't fathom that this is going on. Like, how many people would believe that nine eleven was an inside job? More now than in the past, but yeah, it agreed. Was a, I agreed. Didn't believe, yeah. I didn't believe for a long time that it was inside but job. It took a lot for me to me get there. Me too, like years. Yeah, it took years. But yep. when you started watching some of these documentaries, watching some videos where they're actually interviewing architects that build and design skyscrapers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you see how those buildings were constructed, dude, there is no way that it went down like they said it did. And let's just look at building seven. Yeah, after the fact. Controlled demolition. Right. So let me get back to this because... So one of the what things is, is we're asking folks to to absorb a lot, like you said, Buckley, and it's right. hard. And I want to give them some reference to some factual stuff from credible people to kind of give them a foundation for what we're saying. That this just didn't start yesterday. It didn't start last week. It didn't start with COVID. It's right. been around for a long time. And then the connections to scripture because the trafficking thing, okay? Okay, what's it? Because it's the children for the Baal worship. It's more horrific than what people know. We, we kind of candy code it even the media does and they talk about human trafficking because it's a buzzword now it's out there all the time yeah right we're not well, talking when about you the, get into like the sacrifice sacrificial not, shit because we're not talking about the, that they candy code it, it with the, the really... women who get up missing or they're trafficked for a sexual event and then they're taken i'm talking about the ones that never see the light of day or the kids that are taken that are sacrificed that are put through ritualistic torture um yeah. who the ancient practice that remains here today and then kind of a way, a segue into how we, you know, how we got here, because it's always been there. We've just been insulated, especially Americans. We've been insulated from it. You know, because even, for, you know, some of these things in the history of Europe, because those practices got brought over here. It's the Europeans, um, the whole area of, of control with the, with the royal family and the heritage in Scotland and all that. But the hunting parties of Europe, you ever heard about them the hunting parties of Europe. that's a big thing and you watch documentaries kind of. in europe and scotland and they'll show yeah. you these hunting um like fox hunting and, yeah all that i'm telling you human it's, hunting it's human hunting yeah. is what's going on i've and, heard of that shit before and that stuff it it's here it's in the united states it's so this stuff is everywhere and it, it's getting it's getting some publicity out there but the horrific nature of it it isn't and if we go back to its ancient past and understand why they're doing it, this is one of the illustrations that was presented to me to try to to kind of understand part of this. And it's not, not going to be totally correct by any means. But there was something, there's something about the sacrifice of a life, whether it be an animal death or a human death. Um, and even back in Job's day. So Job is the oldest scripture that we have time-wise. Um the first thing that the enemy did to Job when he started his attack on him was to kill his livestock. Mm. Well, you wonder why he did that. Because back then, even the Hebrew people had to do sacrifices yep. in, in order to get through and to obtain, it's not favor, but there's some spiritual 
relevance to it that we don't understand. So he could kill an animal and get a hedge of protection around him and his family. Is it like an offering? It's an offering. Yeah. And so, and so in some regards, and we, I don't know how that completely works, but Job had to do that and he kept his family safe. But when, when the enemy took away his cattle, he couldn't do that anymore. So he didn't have that protective. Right. Now, we as Christians, they can ask for a hedge of protection. Back then, they had to go through a ceremonial act in order to get it. Now, it's been explained to me, one aspect of it could be like this. Witchcraft, sorcery, the demonic that they tap into is an energy source of sorts. And when you, you tap into it, you're depleting it, and it needs to be recharged. So look at it as a massive battery. And the way they recharge it is by the sacrifice. And so with blood, if an animal charges it in some capacity, you know, and a human charges it in a larger capacity and a innocent child charges it in even more capacity. Um, it's a vicious cycle. They have to keep going through and free charging well, that. Well, don't they have like a, a whole schedule of like, you can ma- pull it up a calendar. Yep. It's like a calendar based off like seasons, yep. like the plants and shit. So it's like, They'll go as far as like, um, you know, on this day, this night, it's like a teenage boy, yeah, uh, sodomy, right, uh, certain age, you know, certain right. ty- types of torture. Mm-hmm. Then maybe the next one, it's like an animal, you know, this kind of animal, and then sodomized torture, same shit, right? Yeah, right. and that, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's fucked. But when you say, like when you say something like that to people, it's like, well, it's almost ought- like how how are they? How are they going to grasp, especially people that are so far in the matrix or like into, you know, liking the people, the politicians, the celebrities, all these people. It's almost like that. Like we've said this before, the Stockholm syndrome. It's like or it's like, how could well, how could these people do that? Or how could anybody do that? Do you know what I mean? Because I don't because at its origin, it's non-human. The beasts of the field, the Canaanites, which bred themselves into humanity. And that's right. expressing itself in these acts we see today. Right, but yep. can you even get, like, you can't get, I don't think you can get somebody really oh, to, oh, so to I know believe that. All right, so you let, know let what me, I mean? Let me say this. It's like, I can't, re- I, like, can I convince somebody no, myself I don't, so this to is, be like, this shit's fucked that's going on? This like, is my answer to that. It's little bites, and you can't. So I'm presuming that the audience out there, the fact they're listening to this, have already made a decision on a lot of different levels about things. Yeah. And so the way this works, it's not a shooting war. And I, I've said before, if we engage in shooting, then we lose. It's an informational, it's non-conventional warfare. So what, what I'm hoping to do here is equip people with the facts so they can go out then in small doses and start the process of educating people around them. Okay? So it's more educational in a sense to give them the tools they need to go out there and start engaging in the battle and it's informational battle. That's, yeah, well, it's fucking hard. I mean, like, it's think hard about for all, sure. Well, just think, especially nowadays with all the different information that's being thrown around, all the different sources, this person's being called a liar, that person's yeah. being called a conspiracy theorist, right, right. this person's being called a, a left wokeist crazy liberal, this person's being called an extremist MAGA follower. Um, this p- source is uncredible. Right. Believe these people. Don't believe that so, people. So, like, 
it's I feel like it's even harder now to right, like it is. It, identify it, sources or any sort of They're not of even truth. out there anymore. A lot of them. I was looking up something else. I stumbled on something the other day that I had used in the past as a reference with regards to the Garzarians, and it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. As, so I'm giving them, so the Franken cover-up, and I'll give them more in time, is still available. It's verifiable, so to, to your point. Now, there's another right. one here because we're engaged in, in a couple different fronts of the battle here, and, and part of it is about the pandemic. So there's another book out there called Dr. Mary's Monkeys. Oh, well, I've heard of that. It's going to it's going to bring you through again. This stuff's me hard, but this is verified and it's factual. Um, and it's going to show you how we got to the polio vaccine, how they weaponized. Um, and this is pharmaceutical companies. This is the Kapal again. This is the Nazis after World War Two doing this. And they infected the polio vaccine with SV40, Sam Victor 40. So just 10 years ago, um, the SV40 um, horrific debacle that was intentional um, was available on the CDC website. It was like they were laughing at us. This stuff I could find on public documents that you can't find anymore. So what they did was they weaponized a vaccine polio. So polio was a problem, they say, right. or they created. And the, the, the fix for it was the vaccination. Well, the vaccination right. was, it had to do with, with uh, green, green monkeys, I believe, in a vaccine that, in, that, um, had the ability to change your DNA. Sound familiar? So it was, they were infecting a population um, and they were, they were doing it very similar to what they're doing now, but on another level of technology. And it was made aware that this, the polio vaccines were dangerous and Congress got involved and they supposedly pulled them off the market. They had millions of doses that were left. But what you find out if reading the book and verified through other sources is they, they just, never destroyed them. They just transferred them. They shinned them over to Russia. They infected uh, the Russian people. And up until the 90s, they were still infecting the children in the United States. Well, wasn't, well, I mean, there was all the shit in like Africa with Bill Gates and like India and stuff where he That's was part like, of it. SV40 what, is, a, is a viral, it's what, a virus infection through a crossover from the Rishis or the green monkey into the human genome. Because he was peddling the polio vaccine to children and all that. Yeah. In Africa. And it's, I think India and shit. And he like. They won't take it now. Well, yeah. And I, I, I think he, I thought he got banned from one yeah, of those Yeah, yeah. So, so this stuff has. Actually, I thought they wanted to have him arrested. Yeah. Yeah. So, they were, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're insulated from a lot of it. Like, there's, there's something else that folks can look into, um, and it's called the Tainted Blood Trail. So, and what you find, again, Russia, you know, when I tell you this stuff, you want to Russia may have animosity towards us? Think what I just told you they infected the country. Well, I'm also going to tell you that in the Tainted Blood Trail, when uh, Clinton was governor of Arkansas, he was involved with the Red Cross in this blood donating program where he was taking infected blood, hepatitis-infected prisoners um, with AIDS and such, taking the blood and polluting the blood supply and sending it over to Russia, as well as the United States. So it's called the Tainted Blood Trail, and it's probably going to be hard to come by now. Yeah, I'm so familiar th- with that story. This, yeah. There's a well, lot of stuff tough. here that our listeners may not be familiar with, and it, it will help them to get to the point of understanding, but a piece with it, and not to be fearful and understand that I keep going back to scripture on this because we have to understand this isn't, this has a beginning and an end, and it's not happening completely without God's intervention. And one of the things with, with David, he had to know when it was his time to warfare and when it was time for God to do the warfaring. Okay, let's get into the two kings <clears throat> prophecy thing that we kind of were, were bouncing sure. back and forth. Okay, so. And how it correlates to what's going on 
today because we're hearing, you know, Joe Biden is the president. Right. But is he really in the White House? Is he really the president? He was installed. Then we're hearing, well, Trump's the president right. of the American Republic. So you and Biden is the president of the American corporation. Yeah. So that to me sounds like two kings. There's a lot of similarities here. And to go back even further, and you can confirm this, so it was about seven years ago, but less than ten, about a dream I had. Which made no sense at the time. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. So, and it, again, it's one of those things. And so, you had asked in times past, Buckley, you know, about my faith and stuff. And I said, well, there's, a, there's reasons for it. There's a lot of things I've been through, and there's a lot of things that happen. This is just one example. Okay, okay. So, so go on. So, just for disclosure, for the last few years, especially, if Sean has some weird thing happening, I'll get a text. <laughs> yeah. or, or he'll come by Stop and he'll by. say, He'll say, because Sean's not, Sean doesn't swear a lot. And, and that's cool. I'm trying to cut back on it myself. Uh, that and Why cigarettes. the fuck are you doing that? And, and Sean comes out and says, what the frick? You have <laughs> got to hear this. You got to hear this. And he told me about this dream. Yeah. And I didn't mean to interrupt, yeah. but I just wanted to give a little intro to it. So it really, it didn't have much relevance at the time. I mean, it had the obvious, but the bigger picture, especially now that I, I, uh, you know, tying this into the, the previous David and Saul situation. But so there was in my dream, there were, um, and I don't dream. I don't have dreams for as long as I can remember. So when I, when these things happen, I remember them. They're vivid. They usually send messages. And sometimes it's years, if not a decade down the road before it makes sense. It probably had half a dozen of them. Um, so I look up in the sky and there's two Air Force Ones side by side going straight up like rockets into the air. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a conventional uh, baby blue and white um, paint scheme. And the other one is bigger, a little different design, and it's just snow white. And they like competing in a race. And the white- But in the dream, you knew they were both Air Force Ones. Yeah, I knew they were both Air Force Ones. And they represented uh, government power and authority. And uh, so the white one overtakes the blue one, and it spins out of control, comes to the ground. The conventionally, the one we know about, the one we've seen as Air Force One, and it just crashes into a city, and there's just chaos and havoc everywhere. And the other one just goes off and keeps going upward. So at the time, it's like, what is that? That's crazy, right? But then we came into this whole maybe dual president thing with Trump and Biden, and I shared it with you, you know, some time ago. Um, and then uh, now with the, the David and Saul story, where this isn't a new, it's not the first time I don't think this has happened. And again, I believe it's the same players. It's the same genetic bloodlines behind the scene, the oppressors, and those are being oppressed. Just people look a little different now. You know, interesting thing, uh, <clears throat> going back to King Saul. Now, we, when we say King Saul, we mean King Saul. We don't mean King Solomon. No. It's a totally different person. And that's another story we're going to get into later about Babylon okay, and stuff. So, so, yeah, so King Saul, after David had killed Goliath, he was revered by everybody. Well, King Saul got jealous of that. Yep. In his own jealousy, which is one of the seven deadly sins, <laughs> right? Hmm. Is it jealousy? I might be wrong on that, but... <laughs> But anyways, everything pretty much stems from jealousy. His yep. jealousy is what has actually became his ultimate demise. It was his all focus. Everything, nothing mattered anymore. It was, it was David. he hated David. 
Yeah. He chased David for, and I forget what the timeline was. It's envy. But, and he just wanted to, he just wanted to kill David because David, at court, you know, in his eyes, King Saul, mm-hmm. David took all his glory when he killed Goliath. Right. Right. Which, uh, which, you know, is a little bit of a, a phenomenon. So like, so like the Democrats. You're getting it. Got very jealous when Trump was elected, and now that empowered all the people, the patriots, the the people that love America, the people that want to do this. So, so the Biden or the Democrat followers took the position of King Saul because this is when Antifa come into play, BLM came into play, and what did they push? Hate, hate, and hate. One that gets against anybody that was patriotic or anybody that spoke out against any of the leftist agenda. Right. Right. But what did most of the MAGA people and not just MAGA people, because, you know, I don't consider myself quote unquote, a MAGA. I I don't really. I mean, I mean, I kind of do lean that way, but I'm saying (laughs) I have never wanted to make America great again hat. Uh, yeah, I have a Trump sign over there on one of the walls. Uh, but anyways, what is the one thing that they said whenever they would go to these, uh, like, uh, what do you call them, protests and then counter-protests? They would always say, do not be the aggressor. Let them do their thing. We're just going to leave them be, but we're going to make sure that they don't overstep their boundaries. So, which a lot of times some boundaries were overstepped, and then we come into the situation like this Kyle Rittenhouse deal, right? Just to give you an example, okay? So, so stepping over the boundary did happen, and people got killed. But it's the same thing that David did because even though David knew that King Saul hated him, that King Saul wanted to kill him. Wanted to eradicate him, even when he had the opportunity to kill King Saul. He didn't. He didn't. Not until God said it was time. Because he accepted the fact that King Saul was the king, and when King Saul wasn't the king anymore, then that's when God turned. It was a timing issue. It was the timing, and then God said to David, you are now anointed the king of the Israelites. Right, correct. So I see similarities, and I mean, everybody can say, well, that's kind of a stretch. Oh, no, 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 no. But I don't think (laughs) it's a stretch at all. And that's why I say a lot of things in biblical prophecy or biblical history or what Sean calls scripture can be, is totally relatable to what's going on now. And, And God says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So you can take that to the bank. The way he operated then is the way he'll operate now. Um, so something that seems to be getting lost in the history here when we talk about BLM and, and Antifa and such is uh, Black Lives Matter and the Muslim Brotherhood. Muslim Brotherhood is, we haven't heard about them in a few years now. They used to, before all these uprisings, they were training at the same Middle Eastern camps. They're cousins. Weren't they based out of Egypt? 
in Egypt and in surround, but there, there were a number. Wasn't of Mubarak Mubarak uh, keeping them like in safe haven? Safe haven, but they were training them for warfare. They're cousins. They're they're of the same lineage, and these are bloodlines again. So one of the things that's going on here, and those who've been in the military will probably understand this more. Um, and this is where the church has come in and kind of neutered the people of God because. We don't win wars as a country, which we could, right? We go in there, we invade, we do the things we've talked about in the past. The reason our military men can't win is why? Because the rules of engagement, right? Mm -hmm. We're given a set of rules that we have to follow if the enemy doesn't, which makes it impossible to win. So the church has done that. We as believers of God in Scripture are operating under rules of engagement. We haven't been taught how to fight, and we've been taught to turn the other cheek. They focus on certain scripture that makes us passive and weak, and we've got to overcome that because there is a time to fight, and we have been engaged at different levels of fighting. Um, this may never become a shooting war, or it may, but the point, it's timing, and it's doing it at the right time so God leads the charge because otherwise we're not going to we're not going to win this thing and we we are going to win it's a question of how many get on board and how difficult do you make your life as a process of getting to that point but i think it's important for people to understand though <clears throat> Uh, the left wants an uprising in the street uh, i have said this numerous occasions buckley and i have talked about this before they want a reason to to Initiate martial law. So the enemy... Martial law suspends elections. They got... And this is what this full court press is to go against Trump mm -hmm. with this whole Mar-a-Lago, which is just Russian collusion part two, fucking witch hunt, right? But again, rules of engagement. You right, know. but because they want to have, by any means possible, mm -hmm. a way to stop not only the midterms... right but stop Trump's eligibility to run for president in 2024. See, they have... Which, I, which he's been told not to announce till after the midterms, but he's going to announce. You mark my words. So he said things like, uh, okay, so the one of the obvious questions, what are they after? What are they looking for? Why did they do this? They want something. He's got something they want, okay? Um, he exposed the swamp. And he wouldn't, he's a smart enough guy, and those are surrounding him. They wouldn't have announced some of the stuff he did in time if he didn't have the documents to prove it. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they're looking for. Um, there, there are a number of different things that he, he probably has. Wouldn't people, it make sense that he didn't have the documents at Mar-a-Lago? Right, though? absolutely not. And yeah. so, again, the audience, trying to bring up to speed on some stuff that's happened in the past because it's been written out of history so quickly, is look into Uranium One and Obama and what they did with the UN, United States supply of uranium. Because these are all controversial and illegal and, and, this was the, and this was Hillary Clinton taking, taking money. Yeah, taking money for our uranium, which was for defense purposes. How about Fast and Furious? Do you folks know about Fast and Furious? Where Obama armed the Mexican, cartels. The Mexican drug cartels with government-funded guns and ammunition to come in the United States and shoot and kill people to then use the situations and turn it around so that they could put a spin and say, we had to take your guns from you? Fast and Furious? Uh, it, if these, Did you know about that, Buckley? Were you familiar with Fast? No, I didn't know See, and, uh, I'm You didn't sure know the, about Fast and Furious? Yeah, the I know audience, about the movie series, but... Yeah, no. The, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that good. So that's some of the stuff we should probably bring up, and hopefully they can still have access that it's out there. They can confirm it. But there are so many things that have been going on about the last 20 years that led up to this um, that... You kind of have to have in your arsenal to build up your faith and belief about what we're doing. When Trump says the things he says, based on what? 
He sounds like a crazy person. Well, not if he understands what we're telling you and probably at a much deeper level than even we've understood it based on he was commissioned a long time ago to play a role in this. And again, he's playing a role. You know, King David played a role. Commissioned by who? Now, one other thing, so that I don't know who they are. I just know there's a group of people that were put together decades ago to come against the cabal. And I think part of it, from my understanding, was there was a Trump's uncle, um, Howard Hughes. Um, there was a whole big group of them. Trump's uncle, see, this is... We talked about this earlier, but people need to look into who Trump's uncle was. Trump, um, Trump's uncle John was one of the partners of Nikolai Tesla. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and take a take a look at um, Assange in his picture, and look at John's uncle John Trump at the same age. There's something going on here. There's more of a story that we're not okay. So we've made a lot of these doppelganger connections, right? Right. The bloodlines. So you take Julian Assange picture Mm -hmm. in pictures of Trump's uncle when he was roughly the same age. Yeah. Pretty close. It's a mirror image. Just like Chester Bennington. John Podesta. Looks like John Podesta. All right. So that gets me into another thing. John Podesta looked like a Rockefeller. Yeah. Now... So it's, we're throwing a lot out there. Just I'm throwing, and I understand I am, but I just want it out there so the folks can do some looking into this. But hey, wait, a question. Sure. Before go you go off, the committee, could you just, what names do Oh, there you- isn't a committee. There's just a group that got together. Oh, not a, not a okay. No, no, no. It's not official. The, the thing group. is. What, just list off some names that you'd know. Who's in this group? Um, I don't know it. I don't know anything other than in my I research. I think it's, it's so ultra secretive that we be, won't know. Because the other side. The, the diabolical side has been so empowered. Like I said, there was stuff on the CDC's website about how they they poisoned mankind, right? So they've, and years ago, we could find this stuff. It was readily available through verifiable sources, not now. Um, the counterpart to that is a covert operation, and it's not out there displaying what it's doing. Right, because um, you see, like, all the these elitists and cabal names and people in the swamp or whatever – you see all their names coming up right. here everywhere. Right. So yeah. it's, it's but just that's only because they've been recently exposed over the last five recently, or ten years. The last uh, five, yeah, five years especially. So everything's a distraction to something else. And if they're putting effort forward to cover or distract you in one way, there's something else bigger you're not seeing. And one of the other things to do with this is the Pizzagate thing. And the Pizzagate was the distraction. And the murder of Seth Rich is probably what they're worried of most. And I think there's a combination of a bunch of this stuff that Trump has documents on. Who? So, yeah, see, all right. So, which is an example of, of the left willing to sacrifice their own. For sure. So, so who, yeah, explain who this So the WikiLeaks is. dump, all those documents, which yes. had a lot of stuff in it. And they never said that it wasn't, it wasn't uh, accurate and stuff. They just questioned the source. And that was started a, a Russian narrative, right? Because yeah. Russia was supposedly the ones who downloaded the information at the direction of Trump. And that was... And released all of Hillary's emails. Emails and stuff. And WikiLeaks got involved, which is Assange, right? Okay. So when you look into forensics of it, the information that was downloaded from the computer from the DNC... If it was downloaded remotely, there's a certain amount of time and a certain footprint and signature that that looks like. It wasn't. It was put on a thumb drive. 
It was physically. So the Russians didn't do it remotely, and it wasn't the Russians at all. So what you're saying is the Russians did not hack into no. Hillary's server. Server, right. Somebody, a mole on the inside. It was a DNC, <gasps> right. And that's went, a 21-year-old kid who was went murdered. Went in and physically oh, downloaded it. Seth kid. Seth Ridge. Yep. Downloaded it onto a thumb drive. Yep. Unplugged it out of the computer. Jesus. And then relayed it to WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. Because and Seth Rich was murdered. How the fuck did they know it was him, I wonder? Well, WikiLeaks, you're going to find he's probably been in custody this long to keep him Might alive. Might have been easy to figure out because how many people would have had physical uh, access to these servers? Why would they kill him? And he's at because he, he just all he, that he information exposed. we're talking about. He was responsible that for that whole WikiLeaks dump, which is literally thousands of documents. I mean, they're incriminating. They're horrifying. Some are really sketchy. The pictures, yeah. So uh, a lot of things. Again, is that where like Hillary Clinton's wearing a kid's face? And no, shit? no, that's a whole other. That's issue, Wiener's you can't verify lap. that, and you can't go there because you. That's can't Wiener's verify. laptop. Yeah, uh. but. This Hillary dump thing, and that's another part of this where, you know, why are they after Trump? What are they looking for? I don't think there's one thing they're looking for. I know the Setsters in the, in the, the WikiLeaks dump um, is probably pretty close to him, especially with Assange. Um, and there's probably more stuff. But wherever he's got, it's not just where they're going to get to it. Let's bring something else in when we talked about Fast and Furious. <clears throat> now, I'm sorry, listeners, if it seems like we're jumping around, but I promise. We <laughs> but I Well, but I promise we're kind of not. Okay. Yeah. Paul Walker dying. Uh, no. So no. <laughs> when when you have the Fast and Furious, the gun running scam yeah. with the Mexican cartels, right? Yeah. So, uh, and then there was a theory that Clinton, through her operatives, brought in some MS-13. To kill Seth Rich. To kill Seth Rich. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. MS, Trump, MS-13 hitman. If you go back when Trump, people really need to go back and listen to the inauguration speech of Donald Trump and what he said in the MI, um, the connections to the Mexican drug cartel and the trap. He addresses all of this. That's what got my attention. I wasn't a Trump supporter. I listened to his inauguration speech and was like, what? Are you really talking about all this stuff? And then over time, he actually did things. I've never, yeah. I had never seen that before. So listening to his inauguration, people need to go back there and see what he's, he's got a lot to say. and He did a lot and he's not done. How did this uh, Seth Myers fellow die? Seth Rich. Seth Rich? Sorry, Seth Myers. Uh, shot three times in the back. Oh, that's, he's su- running away. that's suicide. If I've ever heard. He's running. But they're afraid to death of that because if that comes out, can you imagine those loyal to the Democratic Party that find out that they actually are the ones who created another Russian narrative, you know, the boogeyman, but also kill a 21-year-old? So they're not going to, it's not going to fly. 21's not even that, yeah. You know. I say 21, that's what I think it is. It's come to No, he was, he was like 21, 21 years old. Yeah, yeah, he was young. I mean, a lot of this going off memory is so long. <laughs> There's so much out there all right so one thing is i know you know uh and we've even as uh researchers or podcasters or whatever have have all said this to each other uh and i'm including a lot of other fellow podcasters in our circle once in a while we have to unplug from all this yep we have to stop researching even if it's for a day or two and you have week. to, you have to or a week you do you, you have to step away at you times. have to mentally go off the grid Yes. Mentally off the grid. Because this stuff, when, when you start learning the things that we learn, 
through the reading of these WikiLeaks data dumps. Yep. I mean, that would like, that's, there's so many documents. It's like, where do you even start? Right. Right. I mean, there's a lot of documents in there that don't really mean anything. So you kind of have to, you have to weed your way through them. They've been separated. Hey, that brings me to something else. I'm going to throw this out there too. Sorry to get off track, but I'm remembering this. One of the first things Trump and Trump did when he became president, there was a release of the JFK assassination. People seem to forget that he released as much as they would let him on the assassination of JFK. So all these conspiracy movies that have been done and documentaries, and it was proven there was more than one shooter and that it was covered up at autopsy. Um, The guy who did the autopsy, the doctor on through now, as yeah, try to find this stuff today, Ron. You can't find it. anymore. Okay. So the guy that performed that autopsy happened to be the same guy that performed other um, autopsies on from, other questionable from killings. Simpson to some, I mean, I forget his name now. Um, he had his own TV show. Yeah, he's, he's all the big profile cases. He's got his fingers in him somehow, the, the deaths of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But the other, so there was a couple things of importance here. Number one was it, it, uh, it showed that the JFK thing, the assassination was most likely tied to the CIA. And it was all covered up, made into something it wasn't, the lone shooter. And those who get Dr. Mary's monkey, you're going to be surprised how this fits into to that book, having to do with the pharmaceutical and the polio vaccination. Vaccination. There were a couple other interesting pieces of information. One was that the media of the day, the mainstream media, was CIA-owned and operated. Okay, right. before, before you say another word, let's give a little description on Amazon of the book Dr. Mary's Monkey. And I was familiar with this story. You heard it, yep. But check this out. <laughs> Dr. Mary's Monkey, how the unsolved murder of a doctor, a secret laboratory in New Orleans, <gasps> and cancer-causing monkey viruses are linked to Lee Harvey Oswald in the assassination of JFK, JFK. in emerging global epidemics. Yep. New Orleans... I just put it on my wish list. <laughs> yeah, the, it's 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 interesting, hard reading for sure. This is how I got to where I am. Are these books from decades ago? Reading them and coming up to speed with things, and because early on I didn't have the internet, and then I did, and just trying to find verifiable, credible sources. I found a lot of them in person, and then just kept building upon it from there. So back to Trump, he released that, and as part of the same document dump of the JFK assassination, it showed that. It was the mockabering media that it was run and operated by the CIA. The other interesting thing was it showed pictures of Hitler being alive and well in South America in 1963. Uh Now, another part of this, again, we're going to throw throw Actually, wasn't it 59? Wasn't he rumored to be living until 1959? Maybe maybe it was 63. It comes up there. Um, 63 was an amazing year. When did this book take place? I was born in 1963, about a month after JFK got assassinated. Wow! What's what did you? What that, did you need? The public public publication. When did this book like take place? When are they writing about? I think this book came out in 2015, 2014. Yeah, it came out then, but like, no, 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 the... it's older than that. It's quite a bit older. than Oh, that. maybe the original printing. Original print. Yeah. Do we know like when the whole secret lab shit was going on? <laughs> During the time of uh, Kennedy's assassination and oh, okay. the, the so rollout of the polio vaccine. Okay, gotcha. And by the way, there's a very interesting Elvis connection to all that, too. Ooh. They couldn't get people to take it. Elvis came forward and... He was like, 
Hey, come on now. Yeah. Take, take. I can't do Elvis. Fuck. <laughs> says this goes back to uh, the 1964 murder of a nationally known cancer researcher sets the stage for this gripping expose of medical professionals. Some YouTube videos um, from the author as well. And it was his mother, maybe, or someone close to him was Dr. Mary. And then I don't remember it was so long ago, but there's it's a good resource to, to come up with some good. Yeah, she was Dr. Mary Sherman. Yep, Mary Sherman. Yep. Yeah. So, so this pops. is another piece of this. Um, and because we just got to get it out there. So pay attention. South America is important. And so it's, it's showing that um, whatever German the year was, culture there, 69 right? to 59 to 63, whatever, that Hitler's there. It's important. Trump released that stuff for a reason. It's significant. So we talk about Ukraine and the Nazis that are up there and the Ashkenazi. They got a group, a, a group of them that go by a different name. They're cousins called the Sephardic Jews. They're down in South America. They are your drug cartels. And they don't use a Nazi insignia. They use the black sun as their sign down there. Which was a Nazi symbol. symbol. Isn't there like... Was Nazi, an SS symbol. Isn't there Nazi Germany communities in South America? Like Absolutely. That's what yeah. we're getting at. What I'm telling you is that we... So Putin's being criticized and they're demonizing him for keeping the cabal out of his country on his borders. We're opening our borders up to the same group just under another name. The Sephardics. Dude. So... There's another group of the Jews that are in China, and we can get into that later. What about the Acidics? <clears throat> the Acidic Jews? Like in New York City. Oh, uh, they all see, we can start micro I just want analyzing this, but it's in the macro because we can't understand the nuances of it. It's not, it's not important. The bigger picture is what's important because they've separated, made it confusing. Uh, the different sects, I'm just telling you, the, main, the two main sects are the Ashkenazi and the Sephardics. Sephardic of South America, and the other ones are up in the northern region. And we're still trying to discern if there was a connection between the Kazarians and the Ashkenazi. Don't they probably ultimately they ultimately go mm-hmm. back and they're connected at some point and they spread out? But the, the lineage of that is probably where we're splitting hairs at that point. There's such a bigger mm-hmm. overview we need to get of this. Let don't, me give you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, don't the Jews basically run and own everything? Okay, so who are the Jews? We've been through this, but let's go through this one more time. Right, yes. They're a created group, right? Who created in Babel. In your scripture, the Judaism, the word Jew, is only at the very end of the Old Testament. The Babylonians conquered two of the 12 tribes and renamed them Jews and pushed them out into the world and acquired their identity. And they're the ones that we have out there today in different manifestation under different names. Sephardic, um, Ashkenazi. There's different variations because there's different tribal connections so the jews that are in power aren't actually jewish they created judaism so they they're, Jew, oh. they're jewish so okay. judaism jewish judaism is a religion it's not a bloodline okay Hebrew so we is, talked about we talked about this when we got into the kazarian thing yeah right. uh which is still a subject i'm like acquiring I'm, identity exa- yeah, acquiring exactly identity. that's what the kazarians did they were they were considered the first identity thefts uh identity thieves well to do that uh, but, the- but there's but there's something uh Something else that's interesting, uh, because when we talked about the Kazarians, and I mean, and I've talked about the Kazarians on lots of other shows and on our show, uh, they they are the ones that, that prove that there is a difference from being a Jew, from being a Hebrew. Well, there's genetic be- testing of that. Yeah, yeah. Be- because the Hebrews are your true Israelites, Israelites. correct? Correct. 
not necessarily all the Jews are. Now, listen, I'm not beating up on Jews. I think we have some in our bloodline there somewhere. But what I'm saying, though, is you have Jews and you have Hebrews. And we don't have time to get into, like Sean We're says, into all the, different, and lay it out all the different nuances yeah. to it. Yep. But uh, we kind of decided that we were no longer going to hold back shit that we know. Can't. There's time short on this. Beca- because ti- the time has come for us to start doing our own data dump on you listeners. So, uh, and, and I know we, it might sound like we're going kind of all over the place, but we're trying to just set a stage. Yep. Right. It, so topics. it's kind of, we'll so it's kind of like getting back on our Babylon and beyond. It is. It all is going to go right. back to there. And it's a lot of stuff kind of sporadically thrown out there, but it gives you folks some, some homework to do. Look into this stuff, start coming up and asking your own questions, doing your own research. The whole point of starting this podcast was to get people to think differently. Right. But by not using propaganda, but giving you reality and giving you facts. Information. And so tools. we're giving you information. We're just giving you the little tidbit that you take. Like like we're giving you the little pack of flour. We want you to go out and make bread with now, it. Now, having said that, what that's what pancake? Q was. That is exactly. Cinnamon raisin. That's what the psyops of Q was. To give and tantalize the information and to put them on the path of researching it themselves. That's ex- that's exactly what Q was. So a data dump like we're doing is what Q did. Right. The QAnon thing was something it turned into so they could demonize it and and ridicule it. But um, it, that's the same thing. Give Again, them the tool, it was giving the people the tools to realize that some, but they have to do the research themselves. They have there was to. a difference between Q and QAnon. I had an interesting direct message. Uh, a listener, fan of the show was saying, oh, I really like Anonymous Sean. It sounds like he's a Q-tard, just like me. <laughs> and, and, and he didn't mean that to be derogatory. Yeah. Well, the thing with Q is, as these dumps were coming out, there's all sorts, again, the stuff that I had come to real, realize was fact, and it was there. So I, I, it was credible to me, and I realized what it was doing. They were doing what we're doing here. What I had done for 20 years to people, sometimes strangers, was giving them little pieces to go and look into if they chose to. Because... You, planting you, seeds. Plant, it's what it is. That's that's right out of scripture. It's all seed my, planting. My brother did that to me. It, and and that so we here we go. It's that that's principle that God uses. Just plant a seed. Don't. Unfortunately, we get into into the situation of, you know, taking too many bites at the apple because there's so limited time and there's so much to go over. But that can be a disservice for those who are just dipping their feet in the water. You can't do that. You can destroy them. And unfortunately, there's people that I've dumped too much on early on and had a yes. negative impact that they, they put walls up and it's, it's very destructive. You have to be careful. Well, that's it. the thing. I meant to bring this up when Ron was talking about like uh, plugging, deplugging from this stuff or like taking time out from looking into shit. You have to. I take uh, a week off at a time. But there was yeah. another part of that that I was going to say was like you also you can't just talk to anybody about this shit, um, especially if you're really into it. Uh, and they might not be, or maybe it's just like somebody, you know, like you have to find certain people that are certain open to it, open open to it, or just like a certain way that they think or are interested in like new things, because there's some people that you'll talk to this shit about and they'll just like go blank. Well, the thing is it goes over their head and they don't get it. Yeah. Right. But, but I, but I have to say, uh, shout out to all of our listeners. Like you people really get it <laughs> that's awesome. you, no they they really do sean they really get it 
And, and, and I know that I've had listeners actually reach out and say, Hey, listen, I've got, I've got a bunch of my family members that I'm slowly introducing to them to the information and the show. Ooh, this is a tough one. You and, and, and I'm saying, okay, just go, go Start easy. from the beginning. Go easy on them. Don't be short-circuiting <laughs> anybody. You can. But, but I think, you know, on Wicked Planet, I think we, you know, we're getting to the point where we're starting to cover things that other shows are not going to cover. Are not going to cover. No, nope. yeah. no. Nope. Yeah. Um, one other part of this, I was made aware to me a little while ago, and it was so true. One of the reasons people go into the meltdown phase is they're at the point of overload each and every day. And the reason is kind of interesting. It's financial. So we talk about the Babylonian monetary system, and it was created by them to enslave us, which it does. The stress the average American citizen is under because the debt they're carrying from the time they wake up to the time they go to sleep is weighing on them heavily. Mm -hmm. And so truths like the vaccination and stuff, they don't. They don't want to do the heavy lifting. They're overwhelmed and burdened by the amount of debt that's quashing them. And when you come and you start talking about this stuff, it puts them over the edge. It's just too much because that stress level. Because they, they look handle, at it and they say, how can we ever overcome this? That and, and, and they're just at the verge of breaking anyways because of, of the whole system that's got them. Look, so at, we're depressed. not here to put anybody over the edge. No. Uh-uh. We're here to help you by giving you information. information. And actually, not to sound cliche, but to give you some hope that hope, there is a sure. way that yep. that this can be defeated. Hey, we're in a battle of good versus evil. And, and right now, uh, Sean and I uh, have talked. Uh, we kind of, you know, we, we and Buckley also, obviously. <clears throat> but we want people to know that uh, this is a battle of good versus evil. It is. So, so, and it's just like the, the whole thing we got into last week, you know, like, well, what if I don't want to pick a side or whatever? And I get, <laughs> and, and I, and I get that, but ultimately uh, people are going to decide either you're going to come down on the side of good, come down on the side of bad. But what, what we're planning to do is giving you a little bit of ammo so that you can use it to join in the fight that's yes. right. Mental to, fortitude. Too. Yeah. Ex- well, there you go. Perfect. Mental fortitude. So, so that you can say, well, listen, I am not alone in my the way that I'm thinking. I'm not alone in my thoughts. I'm not alone with my thought process because these guys that come on every week and talk about this stuff, like, like, I, I'm kind of hoping that sometimes we can be a little inspirational to people. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. I, I was going to bring out like you were talking about the whole financial debt and strange shit too. Yep. It's like. I mean, we all go through that. Yeah. yeah. Even if your debt is small, you still fucking think about it all the time. Right. Yeah. But it's also like to, you know, there's so many people that are in that same situation. The system is set up for many people. If you're, if you know, you enter the debt system, whether it's school, whether, you know, credit cards, whatever it may be sure. early on, like it's set up. So you'll be in debt for your whole life. So just right. remember that, like, and your you whole come life, to the realization you're always going to be in debt. So you learn to accept it, right? right. And you're going to all yeah. for as it's long just as how, just the way it is, right? And as for as long as you have your life, like you, that's just it. You're in debt, but you still have your life. No matter what they're going to do with their the debt, they're they're not going to kill you, most likely. So you're still going to be alive. Do you know what I mean? So you kind of have to take that and just. Day by day. Yeah, I have all this fucking shitty debt from school or from this or that. Fucking 
you're still going to be alive at the end of the day until you die. Make good decisions. Which make we all good do. decisions. Yep. But also don't like, but don't let that become your full your 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 sole focus. Like don't hyper focus or fixate on it all the time. Like you still need to go out and 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 live and have a life and try to have fun and forget about that debt for a while and like go just. Be alive, because that's so. Let me, go why have, that's go, why I feel you're on this planet Earth. You can say whatever, divine, whatever, this, that, this bullshit, whatever. You're here to be alive until you die. The human experience, and yeah. that's about it. I think yeah. I offered this on the show once before, but the Word of Promise audio Bible is what got me through the tough times. And t- by tough times, I'm talking in part when I went on to overload, because it was done without really any way to vent out to anybody. <clears throat> and um, there were times where I had to detach from it for a period of time. And then the only relief I got, and it actually there's an uplifting that I can't even explain, was to have the Word of Promise Bible, which is Old New Testament. It's animated, um, different voices. It's it, like an audio drama. It's it actually is. pretty cool. And it's word for word. And I'd put it in my ear and go to sleep with it and wake up and just feel refreshed. There's something to that. I couldn't have got to the point I am without that, not through everything I've been through. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, I've been through an awful lot in my life and still going through things. So, but you just got to get up every day, like Buckley says. You ultimately, and I mean, we could, we could take that whole thing, like what you said about your thoughts on your debt, and like we need to take that advice for ourselves to unplug from whatever matrix thing this is that we're experiencing every day. Yep. But I'm kind of compelled to continue to talk about it. Like, I don't get oh, tired yeah. of talking about it, and I really don't get tired of researching it. Nope. No, I agree. You remember how I told you my wife and I, we had gone out to have a drink yep. on Monday? Yes, sir. I get fucking bored. Drinking? No, no. <laughs> but I get bored just sitting there, and, you know, we can chit-chat or whatever, and that's fine. But, you know, there was a football game on, but it was an old game. Obviously, there's no football on Monday. And there was really nothing like, like I'm fucking mindless watching television, yeah. you know, when, when all it is, it's all just on closed caption and, and you got to read the news story. So I just, I had this in my mind. It was something I wanted to look up. So I grabbed my phone and I start finding something. Then I start reading about it. And my wife is like, okay, uh, can you think maybe you could put your phone down for a couple minutes? You do it. Every time when friends are over at the house, you're always on your phone, which is not true. She was exaggerating. And because when friends come to my house, I actually I put my phone down and I'll have a couple of drinks and we'll shoot the shit talking about conspiracies. But uh, but no, I'm just kidding. But but anyways, you know, so I am compelled to to learn as much as I can about all this craziness and try to make sense of it. Yeah. And I actually think, I think we do a pretty good job of actually making sense of it. Yeah. When I was sitting down in my other office talking to my buddy John today about the whole Putin scenario and how Putin probably went into Ukraine because he knew that if he did that, the UE, the EU was going to go after him with sanctions mm-hmm. and he was going to use that to repatriate all his rubles, put ruble on a gold standard and shut the spigot off to everybody. Because now he doesn't look like the bad guy anymore. It looks like the good guy. This whole perspective. See what I mean? Like it's a total psyop. It is. It's all psyop. And I was explaining that to him and he's just looking at me like, 
<laughs> what the fuck? Well, dude, that's what I think. Where about. do you come up? We, like, where do you get these angles? I said, dude, they just come to me. They, they end up fitting a puzzle in your head. You know when they fit. I used the puzzle analogy. Because <laughs> that's how I it is. I said because all the pieces fit fucking together. fit together. Well, it's yeah. like when you see that whole like Biden speech thing with the red and it's like emanating Hitler and danger well, think, and wait, stuff. Just, it's almost for me, it's like... It's like so blatantly obvious that uh-huh. it's fucking but, comical. It's almost like laughable. You're like, well, look at how many memes are out there. It's fucking know, hilarious. It's like, what the fuck? This is what. And I feel, I don't, I, I don't know if I feel bad, but I feel something for people that just buy into it because you know there's people that are just oh my god buying yes. into it. And and for me, it's like it's so blatant, like what's going on. Um, that's comical. How about vindication for this show? So. Before that speech was given, right, it was just last week, how long ago did we talk about the enemy of the United States, those in power, being the Fourth Reich? Uh-huh. That yeah. they were the Germans, they've just taken on a disguise, they've acquired the identity. Right. Is that not what has just come to pass? Oh, yeah, no, it we're living in the Fourth Reich. Right. Yeah, and there's more stuff like that coming, because, again, it fits together. Um, yeah. In, yeah, in, we're going to go a little deeper on there. And while we're on the subject of Nazis, which everybody knows one oh of my God, favorites. Ron's getting hard. You said something earlier where you said that. You said, like, like when the Nazis went to Germany and all this, and and then, you know, in whatever, you know, whatever they got. World War I, World War II? uh, After World War II. Okay. When they went to Argentina and uh, Brazil. And and they were. Cleaning up. (laughs) Everybody likes to pick on Argentina. Like, they weren't just in Argentina, they were in Paraguay, they were in Uruguay. Okay. And you said they became. The drug dealers. Yeah, they are the drug cartels. Well, let me let me let me spin something on you here, and it's not spin; it's true. I've done the research. <gasps> One of the most notorious SS officers by the name of Klaus Barbie. <laughs> That's his last name, Barbie. Yes, <laughs> escaped to South America. Mm. Isn't what, how the- what business do you think he went into? Barbie and Ken dolls. He was one of the earliest Damn it. substantial cocaine suppliers oh, yeah, oh. the, to the United thing. States. I thought yeah. maybe he invented Barbie's dream house. It's, it's, it's a real story. Wow. It's a real deal. I've researched Anybody. it. There's actually books about it. Yep. Klaus Barbie, hiding SS officer, was a huge cocaine dealer and no one looks at south america and thinks about the nazis or mexico so they're there they're just under another name and they're hidden a little better but why do you think all the volkswagen the volkswagen bug was made in brazil right up until like in the 1980s yeah and why where you you could buy a brand new volkswagen bug that looked like it came from the 60s or or 40s or 50s even guess where it came from brazil brazil so trump joseph mengele the uh, angel the doctor of death yeah his family became an industrial family, Mangala Tractor, wow. like 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 the South American version of Caterpillar. Yeah. So these guys were all all doing that. You want to really see a cool story? Now it's fiction, but it's kind of cool. It's an old story. They've made a famous movie about it. But the boys from Brazil. You ever seen that movie? Mm-mm. Scope it out. It's all about all the different clones of Hitler that the Germans, <laughs> that Mengele, Mengele is one of the main characters in the movie. 
where they had all these different clones of Hitler. If there's soul jumping fucking, out there, Mengler's in, he's in uh, Fauci's body. Did you yeah, see, oh, there's some rapper. I just he was saw not some, a good doctor. I just saw some video of some rapper talking about how he, uh, how they take, oh my God, I forget the fucking name of the rapper, but they he was talking about how they take a piece of his skull and he was pointing here. Between the eyes. Right. <laughs> and he was basically we're saying, not visual so sorry and he was basically saying that they put it into a new clone um and it you know basically once they do that it downloads all his memories and consciousness and um the company he kept referencing was clone aid do you remember when we talked about clone aid clone aid we we did like a bunch of uh, yeah that sounds familiar we did like a little show on cloning and that's the company he kept referencing over and over and he basically said yeah they can just keep cloning you and taking pieces from um your skull and putting it back into the clone and so do you take your actual consciousness over to the new body? How does that work? Yeah, that's, that's what he said. So there's something here about soul that's capture, what he said. which is a whole different topic. And it's soul hard. capturing. I've heard of that. Yeah, there, there's something. And if they can do that, man, that okay. Is let's diabolical. not explode the listeners' day. heads yeah, anymore. For, sure. Show for a different day. <laughs> Should we wrap this up, Ron? Yeah, it seems like it's been a while. Yeah. Okay. So so we just kind of wanted to touch on the two kings theory. Yeah, yeah, which we didn't really end up getting too far into, but There's more. But there is a there is similarities oh, quite an between angle on that about Iran. Oh, we later. Let's that's not even go there. Time, let's not even go there. Time. Sean, God. and that also was tied in Simmer with down. Nazis in the Aryan race. In the Aryan race. Yeah. Again. Okay, so yeah, we got so much. We got so much for you. I I hope you guys are strapped in for this one. <laughs> uh, like I said in the other one. You need to fasten your mental seatbelts going forward on the Wicked Planet. Take some uh, drugs and then listen to the show. Yeah, well, I don't know. Whatever, if it makes you, makes you happy. If it makes you happy. <laughs> or don't. Uh, but anyways, so we just wanted to give you a little tidbit. We've got, uh, you know, we're getting to the time of year. Hopefully, Sean can be a little bit more active on the show, uh, which would be fantastic. Buckley's been doing his research, even though this last week, Buckley and I, we really didn't have a lot of time to research, but kind of yes. had an idea what we we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm in contact with Sean pretty frequently, actually, but uh, we hope uh, we hope you enjoyed that. Uh, and it's just like, how do you eat an elephant? Like the, like the elephant, view the elephant as the world of corruption. Mm. And how do you eat away at that? One bite at a time. One bite. Little bite at a time. I'm gonna say you fully open your mouth and just take the trunk, just shove it down like a like a chick in a John Holmes movie. Yeah, just coming back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sean, I actually had something to wrap this up. Sure, uh, because you were talking about this dream you had, and I actually I think I told you about this and you. Oh yeah, yeah. Well. going to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you guys about this like a while ago. And I don't know if you remember it. It was after like you did a spell of like a couple shows with us. Um, but so I had this dream. It was like one of the it was one of the nights we stayed late and we were talking about fucked up weird shit as we usually do. And uh, it was like that night or something. I had this dream where I was like it was nighttime and I was going through this city, this big city. I don't know what city. Going through the street and then I turned down this alleyway and I find like this door right. <clears throat> and I'm like there's there's security around, so I'm trying to avoid the security. I end up finding like this cloak 
a black cloak. Oh, okay, I remember this. Yeah, I end up finding this black cloak, and I end up being able to go into the one of the buildings, and it's a huge skyscraper, and I start to go to the top. And when I get to the top, you know, I go through this door, um, I avoid security, and I go into this big open room that's like, it's 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 cylinder. It's like a circle, not a cylinder. It's a circular, right? And there's all these pews um, forming a circle around it. And all these people sitting in the pews have black cloaks on. Um, and then there's, like, people with red cloaks standing just before, uh, I guess, the end of the pews around this circle, right? And then in the middle, it's kind of empty. And it's, like, concave down, and there's a map of the world. Was it a flat earth? I don't know, but there was a map of the world. I, I mean, I guess in this, yeah, in this scenario it was because it wasn't wasn't a globe. It was like laid across the floor, and the edges went up like that, like a skateboarding bowl or a, a pool. Yeah, no, I got you. And so all these people in fucking black cloaks, and then I was like, security started looking for me, and I was like, oh fuck, I gotta lose them. And I was like, uh, going around, and I ended up like going into the pews and sitting. And then my brother and his friend were sitting next to me. That was the dream. Hmm. What do you think? That, Anything? That's, Any thoughts? It's what does that's, it mean? I so don't know. The that's the thing. What does it mean? With me, is it, it takes years to have full understanding. Little bits and pieces come over time. Um, and maybe there's an understanding that presents itself. Someone listening has a better idea. But mine have always been they've pr- proven themselves over time to be relevant, but not mm-hmm. necessarily right away. The obvious thing is some satanic reference to it. You're talking about a circle and the black and the red cloak. Yeah, it that's, kind of reminds me of Eyes Wide Shut. That's what it came to mind with me, too, as yeah. he's telling it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or maybe it was like this big meeting to expose the fact that we're actually living on a concaved earth. I have no idea. Yeah, that's really interesting, though. But it was and just, it was just So you had it that night after we had that kind of fucked up conversation? Was it like a different type of a dream like you have in It was vivid. Yeah, it's different. It's different because, so there's dreams where it's like, you know, where they're choppy. It's like you remember very small sections, and then it's like not, not a lot, but then you remember another part. This dream was like one of those vivid dreams. Which, a start to finish dream? Which is like you, start to finish. You go through yep. this whole process. And which are, dream which are rare. Those are different types of dreams. They are. Because yeah. they're not the ones that I, you know, you, I generally have. Have I you have had a, any of those in the past? Or was it the first? I have a word I've for that. i had vivid dreams, but nothing not like, like that. that, which was weird. <clears throat> yep. That was. <laughs> I don't know. That dream, <laughs> that dream is what I describe as a linear dream. It's a start <clears throat> to finish dream. Yeah. The story starts here and it ends here. Yeah. Most dreams are nonlinear, like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. Where they no, I'm just using it as a as an example where they fuck and bounce around back and forth here and now, different storylines, different timelines. So Ron doesn't like Quentin Tarantino films. Oh, I love Tarantino <laughs> oh, films. Okay. Oh my god, yes. All but right. I'm saying <laughs> when you have a nonlinear dream, well, it's hard to figure out what it means. Mm-hmm. I, and I dream a lot, so I want to know what my dreams mean because sometimes they're pretty bizarre. I mean, that one was linear, and I don't know what the fuck it means. Yeah, it's very interesting, though. It was weird. Yeah, it's very interesting. Kind of creepy. Remind me sometime I'll tell you the COVID dream I had a few years ago. What dream? About COVID. It's just oh, making Jesus. sense now. Um, I told you about it before. You don't. You remember? Okay, I save tell the you. story. We'll save it. Save All right. It. All right, everybody. Listen, we gotta get out. Of here. Uh, yeah. So, uh, hope you enjoyed the show. 
it's kind of interesting. <laughs> to say the least, uh, which just gives you an idea of what you got to look forward to. I think you're going to be able to, at least your brain is going to stay warm over the course of the winter for what we have planned for you because your brain's going to start fucking short circuiting. Yeah, you're probably going to be like, what the fuck? Like, oh my God. You wanted, what am I doing? Are you guys ready to listen to the depression session? Uh, but, anyways, no, uh, we're going to be upbeat on this because we Yeah, win. we're going to be upbeat because yep. we're going to let you know that we're here and we're on your side. Okay, so uh, you know where to find me, Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet Podcast on Instagram. Uh, I'm on True Social, Ron from New England. TikTok, Ron from New England. Your spot, Ron from New England. I don't really do anything on those. I'm trying to learn TikTok, uh, which, I, like I said before, it's real easy to share TikTok videos over to Instagram. But anyways... Uh, thank you, everybody that has donated to the Send a Buck campaign. It's been a little slow, not going <laughs> to lie, last week or so. Don't make me give you commercials. Ooh. That's not a threat. Get your blue chew pills. <laughs> All right, bye. Okay, we got blue chew pills <laughs> here, okay? You can't get yourself a big woody, okay? You got to take the blue chews. Well, I'm telling you, my friends take the blue chews, and we got some quail eggs. 34,000 servings of chicken alfredo and cheese uh, pumpkin pie. It's, it's delicious after thousands and of years. And come to the ranger store, and you can get your ranger buckets. What? <laughs> it's just from Mike Adams. Get your fucking... Okay, anyways, I'm basically just fucking with you. No. Th- thank you, everybody that's donated to the Send a Buck campaign. Uh, we really appreciate that. If you want to email us, you know the old school way, the Wicked Planet Podcast at gmail.com. Send nudes. Send nudes directly to Buckley's Instagram. <laughs> no, don't. I've been dropping the link in the show no, notes. Don't do it. So be looking for that. You anything, asked for it. If anything, send feet pics. Feet pics only. Well, that would be okay. All right. All right, everybody. I want to oh, thank Anonymous boy. Sean for coming Sean into the studio once in. again. Thank you, Sean, for coming in. You slime ball. And we even agreed that Buckley and I would not indulge in any cigarettes or cigars during the show. Just Thank to help him out. very Just, much. Yeah. Uh, which I, we did fine with that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's, so that's cool. Maybe that's something we should adopt up in the studio. I only smoke when I'm here, basically. Well, that's true. So. Yeah. yeah. And that I, influence, Ron. I want to be able to say I only smoke after sex. Ooh. But that would mean I never, ever smoked. <laughs> right. I don't think I've ever done that. Smoked after sex? No, had sex. I don't know. I didn't look. <laughs> oh, well, you had sex at least once. At least. Well. Count it. Well, no, she looks like you, so that's definitely. Well, that's what I always you say. definitely like, own that well, we don't know, technically. Okay, so everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for spending. <laughs> hey, there's like, what, two million, three million podcasts out there? I thought you were going to say listeners of the show. I was and, like, what? Yeah. Well, someday, I'm someday. Excited, maybe. Hey, everybody, go share this shit with your friends. If you want. Like, if you have somebody that you want to enlighten, say, hey, what? Talk to these guys. But don't talk to them. Listen to them. See what they have to well, say. Well, they could always hit us up. Yeah, no, hit us up everywhere. DM us everywhere. Uh, email. I just gave you all the locations. Just send us information. I usually try to respond. Now, uh, over the course of the last week, I've been extremely busy, so I was a little slow on responding to DMs. Listen, do not take it personal. Yeah. I will get caught up to you. I have a busy life, and it's been really busy lately, he's which also, is good. He's also super lazy, so. 
That is not true. <laughs> I'm just joking. And that's like the farthest thing I ever was was being lazy. Although my wife might say, well, it would be nice if I had some help around did the you, house. Uh, uh, did you uh, empty the litter box, Ron? That's little G's job now. Oh. That's one of her chores. Oh, you outsourced it. I see. I did. That's what, I man- did it. That's I what it. managers are supposed to do. Very true. <laughs> okay, so anyways, yeah, she fights me on that. Whatever. The fucking litter box, it is what it is. Hey, did you see, uh, uh, speaking of TikTok, I was on there. They got this robotic litter box now. Ooh. It's expensive, but it might, it might be worth it. It might be worth it. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Okay. Enough. We're fucking rambling. Let's get out of here. We're rambling. We're going to get out of here. I got to go to bed. Everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great night or a great work day. Ricky, you're probably out there guarding your nuclear power plant. And listening to the Wicked Planet Ricky, at the same time. Sexy animal. So hope you're enjoying the show. Hope it makes your day go by a little faster. Ricky, you guard that fucking nuclear plant like a <laughs> the sexy bitch you are. <laughs> okay, everybody. Ron from New England signing off. Buckley out. <laughs>